Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. If you're watching this on SNTR Gaming, it might be a past broadcast. Be sure to catch me live. And if you're watching this on SNTR Updates, this is an SNTR update. Project Magnum recently released a trailer on the official PlayStation YouTube channel, and obviously fans of looter shooters are chiming in with what they think comparing it to other games. I want to talk about why I think it looks promising, but I do want to talk about the looter shooter dilemma, the challenges that face virtually every game that attempts to build one like the one you see in the trailer. So first, let's just talk about why I think it looks promising. I see significant influence from games like Final Fantasy, Destiny, and surprisingly, I see a lot of similarities here to Outriders, what Outriders maybe could have been. The combat, the movement, the scope of the fights, the size of the environments, I think look very impressive, reminiscent of very high-energy JRPGs, but combined with really, really good graphics and what I would consider to be immersive gameplay. It doesn't look like that detached MMO or JRPG feel that I sometimes get. It seems quite uh, immersive with the combat and the abilities and everything else that goes on that this type of game can easily drive players away by being too fast being too spammy or chaotic players need to feel impactful and meaningful in these big worlds and big large fights and that is one of the ways that games like this can sort of misstep and it seems from where i'm sitting that they are really focused on that gameplay now a lot of that is simulated a lot of that is like what gameplay might look like and obviously it ends with like an ominous ending of like something is coming. And uh, so I, I think it looks promising right on the surface. But I want to talk about the challenge. I want to talk about the looter shooter dilemma. Looter shooters all face the same dilemma over and over again. And it's elusive and challenging for a variety of reasons. First, player engagement with games like this tend to hit a broad spectrum from casual to hardcore, making scalability a massive conundrum. Too grindy and it will drive the casuals away, and if it's too accessible and approachable, hardcores will get bored very fast. There's not enough for them, so it's either too dense or too thin. Getting it right in the middle is a significant challenge. Second, the game elasticity and longevity is like a unicorn in the looter shoot world very few games have figured it out and even those who have have not really perfected it by any stretch they still face a lot of problems and a lot of challenges even now on the ones that you would consider to be successful which has something to do with the last thing i want to talk about the graveyard any attempt at making a launch or a shooter a looter shooter especially is walking through the graveyard of failed dead or dying games many have tried and few have succeeded and even those who are considered successful continue to face the same ongoing challenges they simply don't go away every new season every new dlc you hear a lot of the same problems and shortcomings death by comparison is consistent it's an unseen assassin of games who seek the looter shooter audience abandoned pastures and loot pools behind you always seem greener when you aren't in the depth of those trenches a lot of the times people walk away from a game and act like it was amazing and it was perfect and they compare the new game to that memory and perception as opposed to comparing it to reality 
So that's the looter shooter dilemma. We're going to discuss this live on SNTR Gaming right after I end the recording. If you're watching on SNTR Updates, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button for continued news updates and opinion takes from me. And you can always check out where I stream SNTR Gaming every day. Those of you in the live audience, the show's about to start. So good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Thank you guys so much for being here. And we are, in my mind, getting back to our roots of what made the original show so good. We're going to kick off these days with opinion pieces from me, and then we will launch into discussion, Q&A, and your thoughts. And so I thought... This Project Magnum game is getting attention, it's setting its sights on being a looter shooter, and if there's one genre of game that I am well versed in talking about, it is looter shooters. And I thought, the looter shooter dilemma is what I want to call this. It's a continued problem and a continued challenge. What's good, Hilly? Master Ty coming in with a brand new membership. Enjoy the joystick. You're the best. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. A five spot from Insomniac Black. Hey, Lono, they've got Destiny as the game you're playing for Steam. I can't pick the game, so like it'll just set it to whatever is in the description. So I mentioned that game. I can't pick Project Magnum. It's not available yet, but thanks for telling me. Um, yo, Baker coming in, renewing the membership, getting a blue joystick. Thank you so much. For doing that those of you that are maintaining membership on the other channel or over here you're bringing it those of you that are on the double dip squad oh my gosh thank you so much for doing that you're, you're really keeping us going and uh, today I have uh, two things of gameplay for you blood hunt that vampire battle royale game is uh, is available at early access we'll be checking that out and then Fist, the sort of rabbit with a big mechanical arm Metroidvania. We, I think we're going to be streaming that over on Presents because I, I want to give that channel gameplay every day and I didn't have anything to record last night. Both these things were launching today and I was like, I guess we'll just go over there for like 30 minutes or something. It'll be a nice little 30 minute video, you know, first 30 minutes. Those tend to be doing very, very well. So... There should be an emote for the double dip squad. I know a lot of people have been saying that. They're like, oh, it'd be great to get a double dip, you know, emote or whatever. And I'm like, well, you know, I don't even know how we would do that. Um, we would, uh, we would, we can't, I can't give emotes to particular people. It won't let me. Um, you can't be like, oh, well, these people get this emote. You would all be able to use it, which I guess doesn't really matter. Um, we, uh, we continue to think, um, I'm, I'm, taking us out nothing new with that game on this channel oh i didn't do that i think it just i think it just grabbed uh i think it just grabbed whatever game was in the description so i couldn't grab project magnum so it i think that's what it does if you use certain words in the description it just grabs them and so people have compared project magnum to final fantasy destiny and outriders so i don't i guess you could throw us in outriders because if you don't pick a game it's going to pick a game Quiet Shy Girl coming in with a membership. Thank you so much. You weren't kidding when you said the coffee shipped fast. Ordered yesterday, shipped same day. Can't wait. Yeah, we print the labels that night. We print the labels that night. So, uh, good morning, Feed. Good to see you in the chat. If you guys have thoughts, questions, or comments about looter shooters in the topic today, be sure to put those in the chat. We are, we are attempting to say, look, 
this is the topic for today this is the subject and uh, hopefully you guys come in and enjoy maybe getting back to what we consider to be our roots of the show Uh, SNTR Presents as a show was born in that environment we would basically say here's the topic for today and I would kind of give you my thoughts and then we would spend an hour to two hours or more uh, discussing that topic so the question command is now open to everybody simply because I've been telling people you can keep your membership on presents you don't have to move it over here you don't have to double dip so for now the question command is not behind membership as long as it stays in a good place we won't we don't feel we need to do that so anybody can use that and you don't need to submit questions per se you can literally just submit a comment about the subject so looter shooters the history of looter shooters why do they continue to fail why do they continue to not meet player expectations or last that's my concern with project magnum it's like man that game sure is pretty and i played a lot of pretty looter shooters that have gone nowhere (coughs) excuse me (coughs) anthem anthem was that way the division was that way outriders was that way they look so great whenever you start promoting them and uh, I don't like Warframe, no. I've had people ask me about Warframe. They're like, well, have you tried Warframe? Have you played Warframe? I feel Warframe is super grindy. I don't think that the content loop and the combat, it doesn't feel satisfying. It doesn't have a, I don't know. It doesn't have a hook, you know? Whenever I play a game, I need the content loop to hook me almost instantaneously or I'm going to have a really hard time enjoying it. A lot of the times I've played a Metroidvania or a platformer. You instantly know if it's a game for you. You can just kind of feel it in the controls. My man Greenside coming in and doing a membership. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. You're dope and deserve dope stuff. Um, You know, it's... I, I just... I struggle with it. I, I know... I know that the... The genre of games like that, like Warframe... I would even say Monster Hunter, games that are really grindy, repetitious, and have lots of things for you to earn and upgrade, okay? They're completely and utterly different, and yet in my mind, they're the same. It's an ocean deep, right? It's an ocean deep, and yet, and yet, I'm bored. It's like, look how much you can do. Look how deep you can go, and I'm like, eh, I don't care. You know, Monster Hunter was truly... A good game, you know? It it, it was a good game. And I was like, I'm literally bored out of my skull. Like, I'm falling asleep, you know? I felt the same way in Warframe. You need to put like a thousand hours in to get good uh, to the actual game. It's way too much of the same. I remember people telling me that with uh, Monster Hunter. They're like, you gotta get to like the 16th hour. I'm like, "I'm, I'm sorry, what did you just say to me? The 16th hour is when it gets good? Who got out that stopwatch, right? Um, don't submit comments as questions. No, I just got done saying you can submit comments. We, this isn't like we used to run uh, Quiet Shy Girl. I am not nearly, I am not nearly as stringent on that. And I'll give you a reason. We used to say, "All right, Q and A is starting," and I would click the record button, and that was literally a podcast. So in the middle of that recording, I didn't want to have people like pontificating and writing books. It's like, I'm not interested in that. But now it's more of just an ongoing conversation for four hours. So you 100% can use the question command, the Q command, whatever, 
to put a comment up. I've even thought about creating a new command called like showcase or something like, ah, let's showcase somebody's comment right now and make it more of that live interactive thing. The only challenge now is, is that we have memberships in both places and I don't have a way to tell Nightbot like that you have a membership to presents. So, um, what's the point of submitting comments as questions? I feel like I just explained it, but I'll try again. It's more of an interactive conversation, and I like showcasing comments sometimes because it makes it seem like, hey, our stuff's up on the screen. Like, it's not a traditional back-and-forth Q&A that I'm recording like we used to. That was the explanation that I was trying to convey. It's like, we're not doing that anymore. There used to be like a 10 minutes... That's the topic, and then like an hour Q&A. And we really had to protect that hour because I would record it and throw it up on like a podcast. And so now we're not really doing that. We see the entire show as a podcast, and I just want to drive that that interaction. So I'm okay with Future doing this. He says, yeah, Warframe just feels weird movement and shooting-wise. There's a lack of immersion in Warframe. It feels like, I, I will tell you, I'll tell you what, I, I, I tell you what it feels like, which is going to sound weird. I feel like, yo, what's good, RT Mayday? I feel like it's, it's like a mobile game. Do you know how when you play a mobile game, there's a detached feeling that you have from the game? Because you're not holding a controller. They have to simplify a lot of the movement and stuff. And because of that, I think that I feel the movement in Warframe mimics a lot of that super fast, super crazy, it looks cool, it feels a bit like a mobile game, because I, I feel I feel detached from what's happening. I don't, you know what I mean? If there is something that a really good shooter can do, it makes you feel like you're doing the stuff that's happening on screen. Ghost of Tsushima and God of War are other really good examples of even in a third-person adventure game, action-adventure, you can make it feel like I'm the one doing it. My man Chris coming in and doing a membership, thank you so much. Those of you that are either moving, uh, maintaining membership, or doing the double dip, we greatly appreciate that support. Does Q not work anymore? It's just being slow, Ashen. Your question came through. I don't know why Nightbot didn't respond to you. Um, but your question is on the board. I don't, it's Nightbot's being kind of funky. I bet you get a response in like 10 seconds. All of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, I got your question. Uh, double dip champion. That's right. That's right. We got to think of what a good double dip emote could be, you know, and just make the emote Lono dip. (laughs) Lono dip. So you don't have to type that much. Nightbot doesn't like Souls players. Yeah, 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 that's 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 the truth. That's that's what it is. Um, Creature says, seeing how others have come up short, is the amount of content the biggest challenge a new looter shooter faces? Oh, it's multifaceted. It's multifaceted. If it was just a matter of quantity, then all you'd have to do is give people endless questing but that's not the issue is it your actions in the game right have to be tethered and tied to your growth as a character so you can't just be like here's endless stuff to do you know 
for forever. It's just endless. It's it's randomly generated or whatever. You know, like okay, I'll give you an example. Diablo three. You can run rifts till till your freaking face falls off. They're randomly generated, loot's dropping, stuff is stuff is happening. And when that's happening, you're getting stronger. Your character's leveling up. You're unlocking stuff. You're getting loot on the ground. And if you create a seasonal character, you're working on your seasonal chapters, challenges, achievements, or whatever. You gotta do this with the jewels and the gems, and then you gotta do this with the blacksmith, and you gotta create this, and you gotta go off and kill these bosses, right? Your actions in the game has a sense, they, they, they have a sense of progress and movement, right? Yeah, another settlement needs your help. Yeah, like, here you go. You can run, you can quest until your fingers fall off. No, no, that it's so much more multifaceted. Right, but I've seen games fail on both ends. Great gameplay, good content loop, nothing to do, and plenty to do with a terrible loop and bad gameplay, so which takes priority? That is all oh, that, see, that's exactly the right question to ask because that actually, I think, is the wrong question. Neither of them take priority. They are both a priority. There are times where you have to do two things at the same time. And if you don't do one, you, you can't, you, the, the other doesn't work. You go to an interview with a really nice, really nice jacket, tie, and shirt, and you forget to put pants on, they're going to be like, what are you doing? Why are you in our office in your boxers? What is going on? Well, I, I, I got the jacket. Or this jacket is expensive. The tie is nice. It's, I, I, I bought this at, at Macy's. What's the deal? And you don't have pants on, right? Well, reverse it. Oh, I, I have really nice pants on, really nice shoes on. These shoes are designer. You don't have a shirt on, sir. I think in a looter shooter, both are important. You need great gameplay. I'm speaking specifically about a looter shooter, by the way. Because I think games like Diablo 3 and others can create a really, really good loot structure and a really good reason to come back and play. And the content loop just has to be good at a dungeon crawler. Like, being good at being a dungeon crawler isn't necessarily the same. I don't even know if it's as challenging. I would probably say it's not as challenging. It is not as challenging to make a really, really good dungeon crawler loop, content loop, I think that's easier than making a really, really good looter shooter loop. I do. I think it's easier. Making an excellent loop of content in a looter shooter, I think, is extremely difficult. Why? Because everything you're getting, everything that's dropping, everything you're equipping, has to, in an immersive way, touch down on your experience in the combat. Do you see the difference? You get an amazing sword in Diablo, and what's it do? Well, you might see a little different swing. You might see some poison clouds afterward or a bleed effect on the enemy. Maybe you knock back the enemy. But there it's not nearly as immersive. It's not a it's not an immersive catalyst point for you in the game. It certainly freshens things up and makes the game feel good that like, "Oh, I'm getting new stuff and it's changing the combat. It's making me feel dope." But I don't think, I do not think it's the same at all in a shooter. In a shooter, when I pick something up, when I get an ability, when I throw a grenade, it needs to feel good. It needs to have a sense of like, that felt awesome. That was one of my frustrations with The Division. I felt like the tech 
I, I, it just felt so chintzy. It didn't feel impactful. It felt like, oh, I threw out this thing and it's dead, or I threw out this thing and it's gone. And a lot of the tech was worthless in the end game. None of it was strong enough. None of it. None of it. You know. No, your question did not get in. ADJC Nightbot's having some issues. I think it was mainly because you did it close to to Camby. You'll have to try again. You'll have to resubmit. Murphdog says the combat in Warframe is really the only thing it's not going for it. After the tutorial mission, there's no straightforward direction that the player should take. Nothing after the tutorial is explained. Oh, no, I, we've talked about that before. Warframe gives zero fricks about you knowing how to play their game. They don't they don't care. They simply they simply do not care. They're like figure it out. We're not going to tell you anything. Go find a YouTuber, you know? Go find a guide video or something. We're, we're going to literally say nothing, you know? And that, I believe, is another challenge for that game, you know? Going to lurk for a bit. All right, thanks, Jacob. I think D3 gets away with it because it's isometric. I No, you are exactly right, Lee. An isometric game does not have to immerse you in the combat. Why? By definition, you're detached from what's going on. You're looking down on it. It has a it has a board game feel. It harkens back to the days of, you know, playing D&D with your buddies. Like, it's isometric. You're looking down at the board. You're not holding something in front of your face. There's, I believe there are layers of detachment that someone goes through when they play games and they go in order. VR is the most attached and immersed you can be in an experience, right? You detach one level and you would be playing a first-person game non-VR, right? First-person game non-VR. Detach one more layer. Third-person games, third-person games where you like aim over the shoulder are probably a little bit more attached and immersive than one where you're just like using swords and stuff. Why? Well, because you're not like actively simulating like what it would feel like to aim the gun. Like the camera zooms in, you see a crosshair, you see a gun, right? So a third-person shooter is probably slightly more immersive into the experience of the combat than like a third-person action-adventure game, okay? Then you zoom up a little bit more and you go isometric, like almost like a dungeon crawler. And I believe you're even, you're now even more detached from what's going on, right? Now you're even more uh, detached from what's going on. And uh, there you go, ADJC, you got in that time. And then I think like the single most detached you can get, you go out 2D side-scroller, you still feel immersed, you still feel like, oh man, my character is getting hurt, you feel like you're a part of what's going on. You zoom all the way out from that, like a turn-based game, not quite nearly as immersive, and then like a card-based game. Do you see what I did? Like, I walked back the layers in which you can feel immersed in what is happening. You have a sense that you are in the game too, right? So from VR to, like, a turn-based game or a card game, there's a spectrum of immersion. And I believe the closer you get to that finite point of immersion of, like, I'm in the game... VR, first-person shooter, third-person shooter. Those are like the top three, right? If you land in the top three, you better make it awesome. It better feel good, right? It'd be better. Yeah, a Civilization game, a Civ game would be another very detached. It'd be, it'd be on the detached end of the spectrum. 
That doesn't mean it can't be good. It doesn't mean it can't be amazing. The combat in Diablo is dope. It's cool to see the spells going off, and it's cool to see, you know, the corpses exploding. Like, it's cool to see those things, but it's not nearly as immersive as the first time you played a game and you're like, like shooting a gun from first person. You know, that's one of the reasons I think Call of Duty was such a big hit. They took an experience people had already been having in games like Doom, Doom 2, and Quake, Quake 2 and Quake 3, they took that experience and they put it in a real world environment and suddenly, you know, like bullets are crashing through a fence that you're hiding behind it. Planes are flying overhead. You're like, I have never played anything like this before in my life. This feels real, you know? It immersed you in the combat. Now, back then, when you were playing StarCraft, you weren't like, oh my gosh, I was so immersed in that battle. It might have been intense, it might have been really satisfying, but there's a difference between the the level of immersion that you feel. It's very, very different. And I think that is maybe layer one of the looter-shooter dilemma. That's layer one that I've just outlined. Like, I'm writing a thesis right now, right? Like, Layer one is the point of immersion is a challenge. You have to make the game feel really good. If it's sloppy, if it feels detached like Warframe, almost like a, feels almost like a mobile game. I felt there were elements of Outriders that didn't feel very good. The third person combat was okay, but it just felt clunky. It felt sloppy. It felt rough around the edges. So, what does that do? Makes it less inviting to go back. You're like, well, I don't know, that was okay. When you nail the combat, like, if, if, if Outriders felt as good as, like, Titanfall feels, you know, then it would have been different. I think the combat in Anthem, the, as soon as you got away from treating it like a shooter and you treated it more like an abilities-based game, I felt like the combat in Anthem was, was, was phenomenal. was very good, right? And Outriders just felt a little sloppy, so it wasn't all that inviting to go back in. I think their three, their third-person animations and abilities, right, they looked okay, but they weren't enough to carry it, you know what I mean? Yo, what's good, Vasilios? Ashen has a, uh, a comment here and a question. Maybe the problem is shooters themselves. Only so many ways you can fire bullets from a gun. Even Borderlands, I thought, had that problem. And it always comes down to what guns do the most damage. This, I would put this, if I was writing a book right now on the looter-shooter dilemma, this would be like chapter 5 or 4. I wouldn't put this in the beginning because I don't think this is a foundational problem, but it is a challenge. The challenge of innovation. Like, how do you innovate on a shooter? It's a shooter. We talked about this yesterday. Dr. Disrespect is huge on this. He's like, where's the innovation? Why does every shooter feel the same? Why do they all do this? Why do they all do that? And I'm like, all right, two-time, I'm going to be watching for your game because I am extremely interested in how you innovate on such an incredibly long-standing and saturated market. You know? I I will give you a real-world example. You guys love my food analogies? I'll give you one. I love to get ground beef from a local butcher and make my own burger patties. And you want to know what I discovered when I was looking up, like, 
the best burger recipes, the perfect burger recipes. Da, 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 da. You know what I started to discover? They were all really similar. They were all very, very similar. Egg in this one, breadcrumbs in that one, Worcestershire in this one, maybe a one in that one. Um, you know, some salt, some pepper, some onion powder, some garlic salt. It's all a lot of the same stuff, right? Because you start with your basics. Meat, salt, and pepper would be like, that's the basics. Then maybe you throw in some Worcestershire, right? And then maybe you throw in a little bit of this or a little bit of that. But it, it, but basically, all the recipes looked and probably taste pretty samey, right? Y'all know Berto upgrading to a tier two. We're thinking through how to do video game voting here on YouTube since a lot of you don't don't necessarily dip your toe in the Discord. We would love to have way more people in the Discord. If you use Discord and you like it, we're going to start to use that as a central hub for you know Halo Infinite and other things. Make sure you're hanging out in there. They do community game nights on Friday night. So for me, I feel like that's what a shooter is. A shooter is a burger recipe. It's like you got to get the base meat right and we know that right if i go get this ground beef from the butcher as opposed to the grocery store it's been sitting there for two days and you know it's shrink wrapped the difference in quality is noticeable so your base ingredient quality needs to be good that goes back to what i was saying about the combat and the content loop has to be great that's your base level ingredient and if you don't get that right then you're going to really, really struggle to capture people. JC doing a tier two membership. Thank you guys so much. Those of you that are doing memberships in both places. Some of y'all are double dipping. Some of you are coming over. I appreciate it very, very much. Are we officially moving? Mike, it's not like an official move. We have simply changed where content lands. The other channel is continuing to get gameplay premieres, gameplay streams, streams with Hilly, but this channel gets the two streams every day. The morning show, and then the afternoon gameplay. My man Velez coming in with a membership. Thank you so much. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. You are dope and deserve dope stuff. If you guys are enjoying this conversation and you've never watched me before, Monday through Friday, we chop up gaming news. I give my opinion. We have a back and forth. We have a discussion. It is safe for work. I don't use foul language and all that stuff. A lot of people throw me on in the background. Video game radio is essentially what you're listening to, and it's radio that you can interact with. You should level weapons and frames on Hydra and Infinity Boost. Uh, yeah, you're talking to somebody about Warframe, yeah. No bald emote. Yeah, I need to add some emotes. We've unlocked some emotes, right? The Too Long Didn't Read. The channels have changed roles. What gaming did is now what Presents is doing. And what Presents did now is what gaming is doing. That's right. That's right. Same show, different storefront, right? We just moved the show over to SNTR Gaming. And SNTR Presents is now just getting the uploads and the streams of Hilly and stuff. Um, 3.5k on Friday on Presents. Maybe the Switch is better on both sides. Hilly, did you see our stream took off like a freaking rocket of Surgeon Simulator? Did you see that the upload of the gameplay of that Rogue Spirit game took off and it's got like over 4,000 views or something? Like, uploads over there, even though that channel has a ton of dead weight, uploads can still take off. And for whatever reason, our stream that is 43 minutes of frustration and two hours of hilarity, I don't know, people, that thing all of a sudden was getting watched. I have no idea why. (laughs) 
this awkward time of day. It wasn't an upload, you know? So we're very encouraged by what we're seeing over there. We're very encouraged already. And what we're seeing over here. So if you're new and haven't hit subscribe yet, you got to hit subscribe. We need a poll for you guys to take. Let's see here. Uh, Project Magnum. Um, uh, uh, thoughts on the name. Let's just do a thoughts on the name thing because we don't know enough yet. Love it. <laughs> uh, uh, hate it. And then we'll put indifferent. I want to know because, because, <laughs> because, love it, hate it, or you're indifferent. So I was looking up stuff on Project Magnum. And uh, I opened up my Facebook app this morning to check my memories. I like to check my memories. I do not post on Facebook. I don't comment, nothing. I like to check my memories because there's usually really, really cute pictures of my kids when they were babies because my wife posted them and she would tag me. So I open up Facebook. And like the first thing I see in the news tab is an ad for Magnum, but not the game. (laughs) I was like, come on. Come on, that's not what I was looking for. You know, Project Magnum, it's a video game. John Collins coming in with a tier one. Can you leave the door open? I am roasting down here. The air is not kicking on and I'm dying in here. Um, YouTube algorithm makes no sense, but in my opinion, that has to be the case. Yeah, yeah. I think Mark and Jack and other big content makers are helping to push this idea of long format videos and that stream was perfection for that sort of content hilarity for hours yeah it was really really good it was really really good it kind of fell off the rails at the end because we got it gets more and more complicated i i need like an arcade mode in that you know what i mean we might check out the pvp you know what i mean we need something that's more simple and stripped down i don't need to like solve 18 puzzles in four different rooms you know what i'm saying It's like every time I search for something for New World, I get a lot of stuff I don't want because it's a common phrase. Right, right, right. (laughs) The name reminds me of Soldier of Fortune. Makes me think of the sound of the gun that you start off with. Yeah, I'm just curious what people think. Most of you seem to be indifferent and then love it, hate it. Hate it is stronger than love it. (laughs) Uh... I think they said it's a working title, so it's possible to change the name over the course. That is possible, Jacob, but here's the thing. If it's a working title, it's always interesting to me. Development of video games has gotten really strange, right? So it's a working title, but you just uploaded a trailer that now has millions of views and everyone's thinking about Project Magnum. Don't you have to kind of stick with it now, you know? And, And here's what might help them. Because it is kind of a goofy name, it's more memorable, I think. It, generic names like Anthem, it's like that's just a generic name that doesn't really communicate anything. Project Magnum. What's, what's that? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's almost like the oddness of it makes it more memorable. Have you ever seen any of those specials on the psychology of advertisements? And they would make an advertisement look off. They would like, the, there was like a Pepsi ad with a girl on a swing and they gave her an extra leg and things like that because it would be dissonant enough to get your attention and then be memorable. You'd be like, what is that? And you'd look at it and then you'd remember it because there was something off about it, right? 
Forspoken had a way different working title. Forspoken is a really, really good game name. It really is. I like that. Like, that just sounds cool. Forspoken. It just sounds dope. That's a good one. I give him props on that one. You know. It was Project Athea. Yeah, that wouldn't work. Project Athea. They put Project before a lot of the games they're making. Oh, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense because it communicates working title. When you hear, like, you know, Project Nexus or or Project Unicorn or Project Magnum, you're like, oh, it's a working title. They, they've not settled on a title yet, you know? <clears throat> um, Future has a comment about Outriders. The thing that makes me sad is that Outriders promised so much on launch, so I pre-ordered it. Almost half a year later, it's been uninstalled for quite some time. Last time, that's the last time I'm pre-ordering. Well, and the thing about Outriders, I think, that really took people's legs off is they were like, it, it was so enjoyable in the beta. They were responding to player feedback in the beta. They were updating the game in the beta. The beta was good. I was like, this is, this is a promising game. Do you remember the Titanfall 1 beta? You played it and you're like, wow, this game is so good. It runs so well. The Titanfall beta was rock solid. That was an anvil of a beta. You could throw, nothing could phase that thing. It just ran really, really well. And I think Outriders beta did the same thing. It like gave people this confidence in the game. Like I I was making videos being like, this game's showing promise, man. The number of people that played it, the fact that they were patching and updating it during the beta, I was like, man, they want this game to work. And then the game launched, you know? Rageous Roast equals good. Thank you, Die Bear. For those of you that don't know, we do have our own coffee, and it comes in a light roast and a dark roast. People in chat will tell you how good it is, how fast it ships, and how adorable my kids' drawings are. They send drawings with it. It is a balanced acidity coffee uh, with honey undertones and a smooth finish. It's just it's medium-bodied light roast or full-bodied dark roast. That's the main difference. The balanced acidity is one of the main reasons I think people like it so much. It's a very versatile coffee. People drink it black. People do a cold brew. I drink it with creamer. It's a very, very drinkable coffee. You can use the coffee command or go to RagelessRoast.com if you want to order some. It's ours. We're not working with some other company and I'm getting like a kickback. No, it's literally in my house. It gets shipped here on like a flat, like a skid, right? And my my parent, uh, my parents, my kids ship it to you. I was going to say, as parents, we're cashing in on our kids working for us. That's what I was going to say. But I said, no, my kids are shipping it. You know, I got my parents down here too. You know, they're in the basement working for me. I'm just kidding. What happened with the glasses? They're a great company and they make a good product and I like their glasses but I can't wear them on stream in this scene it looks ridiculous you can't see my eyes it looks ridiculous I really like these glasses they were such a good look like my profile picture on Twitter is just like I I love it I think I look dope you know what I mean but I can't wear them they're too reflective so Blue Blocks is a great company the only bummer with working with them was they're based out of Australia and um so we need we need low glare. We need to find a we need to find a sponsor with low glare blue light blocking glasses that isn't based out of Australia. So it takes, you know, a week 
and a half to two weeks for shipments to get to you. So it just wasn't a good fit. It wasn't a good fit as a company. So you can still use the command and it would still give me credit if you bought a pair of glasses from them. Great company, great product. I can't wear it on stream. You know what I mean? Do you guys ship to India? Um, we'd have to add that country code. I do not think we've ever shipped to India. I'm going to give you a fair warning. If you order our coffee, we love you and appreciate you. But if you don't live in America, shipping is insane right now. Just going to give you a heads up. Lone Wolf coming in and doing a membership. Thank you so much. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. You are dope and deserve dope stuff. Guys, we are talking about Project Magnum. And I opened the day with a four-minute video about my thoughts on the looter shooter dilemma you can rewind the video right at the beginning it's got that four minute video if you want my thoughts on that that'll also get uploaded to our SNTR updates channel if you prefer shorter uploads and updates you're not really in the live streams or maybe you like both be sure to support that channel as well that channel's getting little four minute videos pretty pretty regularly we do have four channels but you don't have to sub to them all just sub where you, you like the content because YouTube added shorts and we have a channel dedicated to that and this de- this channel is dedicated to live streams and uh, if, if you don't break up the content like that no one would want to sub because they would get like nine videos a day from us so <laughs> they'd be like this guy doesn't stop to be honest when shipping calms down we'll order some more thanks Hilly I appreciate that I do you know it's good if a Brit's ordering it you know what I'm saying you know, if he's if he's going to betray the queen and order some American coffee, I mean, that, you know it's good, because he can be arrested for that. So, that's true. You don't need to look that up. Well, they knock on his door. Hello, sir. <laughs> We're here to take you away. <laughs> Word on the street. It's your defector. <laughs> I can... They have the tall hats... And the billy club, and they like hit you with it, you know, they take you away. <laughs> they have a mustache, they speak very haltingly, you know. Go <laughs> uh, save the queen, and they just take you away. <laughs> oh man. In local news, a young man in London was arrested this afternoon for ordering American coffee. He was taken away in a bus. <laughs> And beaten promptly. <laughs> I couldn't continue. I ran out. I ran out. I didn't know what else she would say about it. I nailed the voice. I nailed the voice. I was I was happy with the voice. And then I completely lost the words. I'm very, very disappointed in myself. <laughs> that could have been a that could have been a good bit. That could have been a much better bit. Yo, what's up? Is No Man's Sky still glitching out? I mean, uh th- I I what do you mean? Glitching out how? The the I, I I played the other day. I'm gonna start playing it whenever they launch the next expedition. I think I'm gonna play it on my PlayStation. I, there's so much hitching on PC. It freaking does my head in. I have like 180 million dollars on PC, and I'm like, I don't want to play over here. Could you please give me cross save? I'm just gonna play on console. It doesn't run good. It do- doesn't run good. It doesn't run well on the uh, the PC. You know, my day is ruined. <laughs> ruined. The feast is ruined. Wasn't that like a Snickers commercial where that guy said that? The feast is ruined. <laughs> that was good. That commercial was good. Brand new subscriber. See a couple new subscribers this morning. If you subscribe, you can talk in my chat. I'm a safer work broadcaster Monday through Friday. Variety gaming channel. 
and you can have your comments show up on the board right now. We're talking about looter shooters, and Camby says, what do you think caused Division 2 to fail, or what caused you to drop it? So we've been moving through my thought process this morning on the looter shooter dilemma, and we talked about immersion, and I outlined how like a first-person shooter in VR games are the most immersive, and you and you dial back the layers of immersion, like all the way to like a Civ game or like a card game, right? So immersion is key, I think, for a looter shooter, and both first-person and third-person shooters are more immersive than like an isometric game, you know, like a dungeon crawler. So I believe they face significant challenges there because the weapons and the guns in the combat have to be good and immersive. Like what you're finding in the world has to be good and immersive. This question, what caused Division 2 to fail? This would be like Chapter 3. So Chapter 1 would be Immersion. Chapter 2 would be Content Loop. You got to nail the content loop. It's got to be addicting and satisfying. And number 3, you have to nail the end game. If you don't nail the end game, you don't have a looter shooter. What you have is a tutorial like prologue. You don't have a looter shooter. Anthem is the best prologue I have ever played. <laughs> it's the best prologue I've ever played. There's no game there. There's nothing. Amazing world and graphics. Now, it was buggy when it launched. Ignore all that. What once they got that thing running, okay? It was beautiful. Loved it. World was awesome. Combat was awesome. The, the the javelins looked cool. Anthem was literally, I think that I think I literally I just came up with the best way to phrase it. I've never said that before until this morning. Anthem was the best prologue I have ever played. Because that's all it was. There was no end game. Did it really fail though? People still play? I don't I, well, maybe fails the wrong word Paul in in his mind he said fail or what caused you to drop it so let's just answer it in a more personal way for me I felt like division one and two's end game was thoughtless it was thoughtless it felt thrown together it felt like an afterthought it was like well we built division two is more close and personal it's it's got more distance division one's end game was just awful it was like what the frick is this division two it was like they learned, but kind of not. It was like, okay, so the first playthrough of Division 2 was great. I loved clearing the map. I thought the content loop was excellent. I thought the, the, the inclusion of more tech was better. I still think Division's biggest failure is that it, it's, it's not 50% tech, 50% guns. It's like 80% guns, 20% tech. And if you really want some of the tech to be worthwhile, you have to grind your face off and spec into it. It's not by default, right? When you played Anthem, it was like 80% abilities, like 20% guns. And a lot of people didn't like that. They played Anthem like a traditional shooter, and they're like, these guns suck. And it's like, well, you got to be using the detonators and the primers and your abilities, and the guns kind of complement that. They're not the main cores. Division, it was like... what is this? Like, wh- wh- why is the tech so weak? Why is the tech such an afterthought? You know, and I believe that affected the end game because it was like, th- I think Division Two was better than Division One, but then I got to the end game and what was it? What was it? It was a race to World Tier what five? World Tier One, Two, Three, and Four could have been an enjoyable, 
rhythmic, satisfying grind. And it wasn't. It was meaningless garbage. Didn't matter. Wasn't worth playing. Wasn't wasn't worth spending any time in. And you could cheese your way right through it. Right? All you had to do was play with somebody at like a higher gear score. Right? And what would that do for you? Well, it would just drop stuff for you. Boom. Up. Boom. Up. I literally leveled up world tier one to five by just playing with a couple of a couple of dudes from the community for 30 minutes i think we played for 30 minutes and they just dropped loot on the ground for me i was like really this this, this is your end game and now what do we do now what do we do i thought we were gonna like clear the map i thought we we're gonna clear the map again and get new loot and it was gonna be like your second playthrough of borderlands or diablo where like the names change and the enemies are harder and they're drop they're dropping cooler stuff and now i've got stuff that you know maybe augments my abilities like oh i found this cool thing and it augments my 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 grenade launcher or something and now it's stronger and cooler no no that's not what it was that's why I put it down. So that's chapter three in my book that I'm titling The Looter Shooter Dilemma. Chapter one is immersion, chapter two is content loop, and chapter three. Chapter three is the end game. Lone Wolf with a $10 tip. The current end game of WONY is max tech level or die, especially legendary difficulty. I think it warrants a look back at, in my opinion. I'm putting Div 2 on the list for voting. Oh my gosh. I don't like that game. Fine. No, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, eventually we're going to end up playing games like that. It's it's unavoidable. Dropping gear in Division is as destructive as duping and going drop lobbies in Borderlands. That's so important to point out, Arch Enigma. You would need a chapter in Looter Shooters entitled Protecting the Player from themselves if you don't protect the player from themselves they will run in a circle around a fire hydrant for 20 hours if that's the fastest way to get all the good loot and all the best stuff they will they will literally do that that if you don't protect the player from that oh man it's crazy what there's some kind of a weird glitch. If you run around this fire hydrant, yeah, this guy keeps respawning. And then you shoot him, and he has a high legendary drop rate. So every moron in the world is doing that. You boot up. And you're like, what are they doing over there? And just running around this fire hydrant, and this guy respawns. Boom! And they shotgun him, and they do it again. Boom! And then there's a pile of legendaries on the ground. That that is what people will do don't even kid yourself you would do that you hear me say it and your ears perked up you're like wait what now what do you do to get those legendaries even though it's fake even though I said that and it was fake there was a part of you that was like where are they how do you do that you were immediately interested in something that I completely made up so if you don't protect the player from themselves they will do that they will run in a 10 foot circle to get all the legendaries in the game. They will. Yeah, yeah, Luke Cave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a guy in Division 2 that people were doing that to. You could just farm him all day long, and that's all people did. That spot in Div 2 problem was, if you played the game as intended, it was fun playthrough, but if your gear 
uh, scrape from a buddy, the game was crappy. Right, and how how can you enjoy yo, Patrick Bowersox, thank you so much for becoming a member. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. You're dope and deserve dope stuff. If you guys are enjoying the show, there's a variety of ways to support it. All the commands down here are sponsors like Displate, 80s Tees, I got an amazing Punisher shirt on. Maybe order some coffee, maybe become a member. At a ground level, I just need you to smash the like button and the subscribe button. That's all I need. You guys come back every day for these talks, and we uh, we can build something great here. Yeah, uh, Creature's Point, I think, touches on something that's psychological, and you can't shut it off. The minute you do that to me, you ruined the game for me. You don't even give me the gun yet. You just tell me, yeah, if I drop gear, you can skip all this. Say what? What'd you say? So you're saying you can literally just drop junk on the ground, and I don't have to do any of this. I can jump right to tier 5. Do you know what you just did? You've ruined the game. I... I cannot get into the headspace now to enjoy tier one through four. It's impossible. You just poured acid on that for me. It's dissolved. Can't do it. Why would I do that? I don't need to. There's no sense of accomplishment. Yeah, I'm tier two now. What? You didn't do anything that you couldn't have done 10 minutes ago by having me drop loot on the ground. There's no sense of progress. There's no sense of achievement because as soon as you know that shortcut exists, it, it, what is, what's the word? It diminishes the sense of achievement and satisfaction from playing the game the way that it was intended. You're like, I could have just, I could have just sat there in the tower, in, in the town. I could have sat there in the town and just had you drop stuff. YouTube recommended this three of the first ten suggested vids for you, Vapor. That's good. You're right about protecting the player, but then also you have to make the gameplay incentive or achievement good enough to outweigh it. This is why, Omar, the first two chapters in my book, if I were writing a book about the looter-shooter dilemma, chapter one is immersion. Chapter two is the content loop. Those are foundational. If you don't get those right, everything we're talking about right now doesn't matter. Protect the player from themselves and make sure they can't do stuff. None of that matters if your game ain't any good. Like, if people don't like the game, think about it like this. I did not enjoy Monster Hunter. Great game, lots of depth, lots of customization, but the content loop didn't hook me. So do you think it matters... If the developers at Monhun are like thinking about ways to incentivize me to play or better loot pathways or upgrades, and then they like send me an email and they're like, hey, you know, hey Lono, we made these updates to the game to better increase drop rates in the end game. I'm like, brother, I'm not even in your end game. I didn't enjoy the game. Do you see? Like, it, w- it wouldn't matter. Now, when I'm saying this, I'm acknowledging that Monster Hunter is a really, really good game. It just didn't land on me. But the point that I'm making is that if the game doesn't land on people, if the content loop and the immersion isn't there, you can have the most elaborate... You can have the most elaborate endgame ever, and it just doesn't matter. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Can we get you consulting somewhere so we can get some good games? I would love to consult. I would love to consult on a looter shooter, 
um, or a shooter in general. It would just be a friggin' dream come true. They couldn't afford me, though. <laughs> they couldn't afford me. Because if I gotta take time away from my business, that's, va- that's very valuable time. You're gonna, have to, you're gonna have to write a fat check because that's gonna be long hours. That'd be so much less streaming and so much less content creation. You better be writing a big old check if I'm consulting on your game. You can't afford me. <laughs> you can't afford me. Um, consult for or with Dr. Disrespect. I, that'd be a dream come true, but again, I don't, I don't think you can afford me. I played Div 2 for five minutes, max gear, because my friends dropped gear for me. And I'm telling you, the minute you know that, it does. It ruins the game for you. You're like, well, I couldn't conceivably do this the right way. Why wouldn't I just take the shortcut? It's, 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 a, it's an instinct. It's an instinct to choose the path of least resistance. And the minute, the minute you realize there's a path of least resistance you can take, boy, oh boy, not taking that path just feels dumb right project magnum looks real interesting but with the history of looter shooters it does lead to concern that's literally what my entire video my entire opener today is about the looter shooter dilemma it is a graveyard of games right now nobody's figured it out even the ones that have figured it out still every time they release something they face the same challenges the same concerns the same critiques the same problems there's a game I used to play and cover and I saw screenshots of guns, and I was like, I've gotten all those before, right? People are going to say that. People are going to point that out in the forums. Why? It's an ongoing problem, you know? You don't get to shake that problem just be like, well, just push out another update. Like, no, you're always going to run into this problem. Looter shooters are, are massively challenged in this regard. They're super addicting. People play them for super long periods of time. So it's so hard to stay stay ahead of their player habits and their player patterns. It's really, really challenging. Did you get like another four games with Surgeon Simulator 2? I did. I didn't install them though. I just, I only wanted Surgeon Simulator 2 to install. That, That night, I owned them, but that night we were in a hurry. So I only installed Surgeon Simulator 2. Surely one should make it through the cracks eventually it's the only thing that keeps me going homie I have said time and time again that somebody right now is making the next greatest looter shooter somebody's making it somebody somewhere is sitting and watching and taking notes and they're looking at Diablo and they're looking at Anthem's Grave and they're looking at the Division 1 and 2 they're looking at Division 2 on life support they're looking at Destiny they're looking at Outriders somebody somewhere is like we're gonna get this right we can we can learn and glean from all these other companies because here's the thing once the game is up and running, it's almost too late. It's almost too late. No, you don't get to maintain your color if you transfer your sub, Brendan. It's two separate channels. Different badges, different emotes. Wherever you want to keep it, it's it's totally fine by me. All we need is for memberships to keep keep their memberships. I don't care where you do it. There will still be streams and premieres over on Presents. If you got your red hair or your blue hair or your pink hair... There's still going to be opportunities for you to show that off over there. You know what I mean? If you throw enough crab against the wall, some of it's got to stick. Project Magnum. 
I I don't I actually think Project Magnum looks very very good, right? I think it looks good. I think the combat looks good. I think the one turn off for people is that it has similarities to the speed and the intensity of a JRPG. And I think JRPG combat turns people off because it has that Warframe frivolous fast detached feeling. You need to feel impactful in the game or it just doesn't work. Right? It just doesn't work. Like if if I blow something up or shoot something, I need to feel like I did it. If it, it feels detached from me, that was one of the things that Anthem somehow pulled off. To this day, I will defend Anthem's combat and content loop for one simple reason. It felt good, and there was no other game I could play like that. I could not play another game and jump in a mech suit or jump in an Iron Man suit and feel like that. I just, I, I, you couldn't get it anywhere else. It felt really, really good. And that is a significant challenge to make a third-person game feel good in the combat. It's tough. Ghost of Tsushima, incredible. God of War, incredible. The third-person combat. You know, Ratchet and Clank, Returnal. Some of the best third-person combat you can play are those games right there. It can be done, but it is difficult. And I'm telling you, when you do the JRPG super-fast jumping, flying, grappling, when you do that combat, it starts to be difficult to feel immersed. It's almost like it's too fast. It's too fast for every little thing to be meaningful right it's the difference between when I play Ghost of Tsushima and I get a perfect parry or I pull off a move on some guy like every sword swing feels feels surgical and intentional and timed and then you play games where you button mash through right dead dead it doesn't feel meaningful you're just like, oh, that guy takes seven slashes, and that guy takes four, and that guy takes five, and I can I can do a four or five slash and then an up slash. That doesn't feel... It doesn't feel as good. It, it's not as meaningful. Why? There's something about the speed, the quickness. It's something about throwaway actions. It's like, oh, just do, just do a bunch of them. Just do this and that, and then flip, and then kick, and then throw a bomb, and then shoot your machine gun. You're like, they're just throwaway actions. It doesn't feel like I'm doing anything important. You know what I mean? Devil May Cry 5 combat? Devil May Cry combat appeals to a certain type of player. I actually don't like the combo-driven combat. I don't like it. I feel like Killer Instinct has infected my third-person melee game. I, 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 that's how I felt. I was like, I don't like this. I don't like how linear and on rails it feels, and I do not like the combo-driven combat. I don't. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying I don't like it. You know what I mean? That's why it's so nice. You can button mash, but you master combos, and you're really stylish. Yeah, I've never been a fan of like having to master combos. My absolute favorite thing in video games is parrying. That's my favorite. In that kind of combat, I want to parry. Here it comes, kabing, you block it, and then you get a and then you get a hit in or you get a move in or whatever. Oh, that is chef's kiss for me. Right, blocking, okay. Dodging, all right. Parrying, oh. Let me parry. Please let me parry. I love parrying because it creates a sense of finesse. It creates a sense of, I stopped you from doing that. 
turned it against you and here I come like I don't know I don't know why maybe it's because there might be something psychological there right (laughs) there might be something psychological there about like being small and being picked on and being able to parry who knows who knows if Kane was here he'd be getting on my case because I don't parry in Dark Souls you have to like build if you want to parry in Dark Souls I dodge in Dark Souls I got the armor in Ghost of Tsushima for parries and it was cool. Yeah, the newest armor that like makes the parry window, like the perfect parry window, like super big. Yeah, it changes the whole play style to kind of an easy mode. It's a little easy mode, you know. Yeah, parrying in Hellblade was very satisfying. It was. Why no Sekiro? Oh, I love Sekiro. And when Madam Butterfly came back to life, I said, oh, I'm out. <laughs> I'm better at those games now, Omar, because of From Fridays. Like, I'm working through Dark Souls 3, which is something that I never thought I would be saying. That's so interesting how much I've changed as a person and a gamer. That, like, I'm... Me saying, Lono saying, I'm working my way through Dark Souls 3 is, like... (laughs) That's a foreign statement. And I want to loop back to Sekiro, because I love Sekiro. I thought Sekiro was so good. But Madam Butterfly, she... She really put some vinegar in my coffee. I was very angry. I, I was bitter about that. I was so hard, so intense. Finally, freaking beat you, and then you get back up. The nerf! Like I was so angry. <laughs> I was so angry. You can use a snap seed against Madam and remove her first phase. I, I don't. I, I don't like knowing any of that stuff. I think it reinforces your point that parry and series of input is rewarding, and in that sense of immersion, yes. Yes. I'm telling you, I feel like I'm the one doing it. I mean, look at that right there. Look at that display. We got we got Ghost of Tsushima on this side, and we got God of War on this side. I feel like I'm the one doing it. When that axe comes back in, in, in God of War, you're like, Funk, you know? Boy. And then you throw it. You know? I don't know. It's amazing. And that's why I think immersion is ground level important for a looter shooter because I need to pick up a gun and go this gun's cool oh man it needs to feel and sound cool I need to sense that what I just earned what I just found has changed the game for me it, it, it needs to do that. If you fail to do that in a looter shooter, you will never have anybody playing your game for very long. They'll feel like it's a garden variety shooter. It, it, it's, it's, just another, it's just another looter shooter. It's just another gun game. Like, it doesn't matter. And I think that's a huge challenge. Like we talked about before, if you look up the perfect burger recipe, a lot of them start to seem very samey. Like, the same type of ingredients, the same basic approach to making the perfect burger shooters are in a similar camp there's so many shooters it's gonna get compared it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be you know oh this feels or looks like this right beating her kind of makes everything click i think i really hope to watch you play that eventually i have a strange feeling that i'm gonna go back to sekiro and be like oh this is fun because if you cut your teeth on a Souls game now Souls players don't like Sekiro because Souls players like to build and and come up with different builds and stuff they like to cheese with magic because Souls players like to not fight the enemies and run past them or cheese them (laughs) I'm learning that I'm learning that Souls players are just very very patient pansies (laughs) 
<laughs> they're patient and they have endurance. But, but but they're pansies. Like they just oh you can run past this. Oh you don't have to fight this person. Oh you can do this build and then they die very quickly. You're just you 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 you've got no grit. You've got no guts. You know, you're just a patient pansy. <laughs> so I feel like I'm going to go back and really like Sekiro because I'm going to be like, okay, I'm a little bit better at analyzing, you know, sound cues, movement cues, like things like that to, to, to play well, you know. And uh, Soul players, I know Sekiro is their favorite. Oh, really? A lot of the Souls players I talked to didn't like Sekiro. So... Silent Warrior submitted a comment here and said, have you had a moment to check out the PUBG developer's future open world game Artemis uh, prologue? He has a short trailer that shows an environment that looks good. Hope the content is there. At this point, I am not a cynical, grumpy guy. Okay? I'm not a cynical, grumpy guy. But I continue to say this. If your game is really, really pretty and you show me a really pretty trailer, I kind of don't care. Do you see? (laughs) Do you see what I mean? I don't care. I know you can do this. I, I am well aware that you can put together a trailer and blow my mind. I know you can do it. You've done it many times. You can make a a sword shine, and you can make explosions happen. You could put a dinosaur in the room and and have it, you know, eating and, and speaking French. You can do whatever you want. That doesn't matter to me anymore. All that matters, games rise and fall on the content loop. That's all that matters. I will always, I will sacrifice so much, I've said this before, on the altar of the content loop. Everything lives and serves the content loop. What are you putting in the game right now? Oh, we're putting in these guns. Um, they're basically sidearms, but they infect the enemy. Okay, how's it serve the content loop? Uh, what kind of does it? What, make it serve the content loop. If it doesn't serve the content loop, get it the frick out. Orient everything to serve the content loop there is something so satisfying when you play a game like this Ghost of Tsushima everything I do serves the content loop following a fox climbing up this hill to find this this pool that I'm going to bathe in fighting these guys out in an open field fighting an encampment All of it serves the content loop. Nothing is just there to be there. Now, there are some cosmetic things that you can find to decorate your player, but that indirectly serves the content loop. I want to look good while I'm doing all this stuff, right? So to me, you... The minute that you create a really pretty game and I look at it and you've got, like, wind blowing... What is my camera doing? Um... The minute you do that, the minute you do that, you're like, yeah, here's a really pretty game and there's 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 movement and wind and da da da. I'm like, that's great. What's the content loop? What am I going to be doing? Can I see some combat, please? I want to see what it looks like when the guy fights and gets knocked down or gets a kill or, right? I, that's what I want to see. Black Myth Wukong? Oh, yeah. What's it do? It does two things. Amazing graphics, and then I get to see some of the content loop. Alright, you have my attention now, right? You, you know. 
camera just open the vault doors for the first time yeah I, it, it does an auto white balance thing and it's handled this scene very well but maybe it's the shirt maybe it's the you know maybe because I'm wearing more of a black shirt today I have no idea do I need to move my monthly support to this channel Casey you do whatever's best for you there's plenty of reason to maintain your paid membership on the other channel because that channel will continue to get premieres of gameplay and streams the morning live show that you're watching right now and the afternoon gameplay is going to live over here both channels are continuing on both channels are getting content so whatever's best for you with respect to membership if you're new right now and you're in the audience and you're interested in looter shooters or project magnum maybe you've never been in a live podcast on youtube before we do this monday through friday it's very interactive it is safe for work if you want to support me the free way to support me is to click subscribe and then the bell button that costs nothing if you want a paid membership and a badge and emotes, that's the join button or the join command. And then down here is all the various commands you can type in chat for our sponsors and our other ways of supporting. You know, maybe buy some of my coffee or something. So, thank you for being here as we continue this discussion. Looking forward to Kena, Kena, Bridge of Spirits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just hope it doesn't get delayed again. I hope that's the last and final delay that they, they just recently did a delay. And they've always been short delays, which is encouraging, but eventually it's like... Maybe you should just kick this into next year, you know, call today and kick it into next year, you know. Player unknowns creating a giant world. It's going to be procedurally generated planets. Are you Okay. You guys know I love No Man's Sky. You guys know I've always defended No Man's Sky and Sean Murray. Maybe maybe I've defended that game and him to a fault sometimes, but I said that that game was just sort of the beginning. I believe that it will influence the industry and we won't see it for a while. I said it's going to take 10 years for this to influence the industry, right? Wait, his game releases in 13 days? Oh no, no, Kana Bridge of Spirits releases in 13 days. I was like, what? Um, so if procedurally generated planets become a thing, right? If it becomes a sustainable thing, Creature, you son of a gun. <laughs> Creature went and updated the emotes. He added Lono Bald for all of the members. Oh my gosh. And Madam, he added my wife's emote. It's such an adorable little emote. Thank you, Casey, for doing a membership over here. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. You're dope and deserve dope stuff. Casey, some people are double dipping. That's not something that I expect from you. But that the people that are double dipping, doing a membership on both channels, they are you guys are legendary. We might actually hit membership thresholds that I was wanting to hit. We want about a thousand members. That would put us in a really nice position um, to be able. This is going to be a slow build on this channel, but we're very confident in this channel. But it is going to be a slow build, um, and the members make that slow build a lot more. Uh, we can. It's it's not even tolerable. Like it's a lot more comfortable to be like okay. This will take us a while, but it's okay. We'll be all right. If I may ask, this is Destiny related, and shoot this down quick. Do you feel champions help the combat loop? I felt they were a record scratch. Um, they are the quintessential piece of Destiny content. Good idea, bad implementation. <laughs> that's their that's their mo. That's their mo. Great idea, bad implementation. Consistently over the five and six years that I covered that game. We'd read a blog post, we'd read a thing, and we'd be like, 
man, that's a great idea. And then it would get implemented and we'd be like, the frick are you guys doing? <laughs> Champions, sunsetting, <laughs> loot system and trial. <laughs> I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk Destiny. I don't want to talk Destiny. But that pattern was consistent with that game. I unsubscribe to the other channel and subscribe to this one. I still want to support and definitely don't want to detract from what you're doing. Ross, I appreciate that. The The issue with the other channel was that if you're going to be subbed and show up every 90 days to be like, can I ask you a question about Destiny? I need those people to just go away and never come back. And I don't mean that in a mean way. It's like, you are bad for me. You're bad for my mental health. You're bad for my channel. Like, please leave. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So if you're continuing to support and watch and you're like, oh, I'm not going to watch this channel anymore. I'm going to watch gaming. Totally fine. Thank you for moving your subscription. Um, does anyone notice that if Lono actually shaved his head, he could totally say "Hello, Vsauce, Michael here." I don't even know what that's. I don't even know what that's from. Um, it's such a rigid lock and key mechanism with no depth. It's like you must have this. Yeah, it should have been more about do this thing in combat to take them down, right? So, Dad, gummit, I frick, I hate you guys. One should have been about rapid damage. One should have been about single high damage and another should have been about uh, melee right so what you do is you build knowing that those are three things you need in your skill set you need to be able to do rapid high and melee or somebody in the group needs to so then it's less rigid it's still categorical but it's not rigid so that's the last free idea I'll ever give you you don't know him? No, I don't know what that. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know everything. I know I talk like I do, but I don't. I don't know everything. <laughs> you know. Sorry, just felt relevant. It's it's fine. It's I can't help myself. I can't help myself. Jeritol, I saw you in chat, and I didn't say hello to you. I always like to say hello to Jeritol. I know you're probably still here. Thanks for being here, Jeritol. I can't help myself. I see so much of the stuff they did, and I'm like, oh, if you just would have done this, like, I can't, I can't help myself. <laughs> I built an entire brand around that. <laughs> oh, I... All right, we can't, though. We can't. Has your progression of Dark Souls changed how you approach other games as well? Oh, yes. Yeah. So, did you guys watch my premiere of uh, 30 minutes of Rogue Spirit? It's over on Presents. It did very, very well as a video for me. And um, I wouldn't have lasted five minutes in that game had I not had the tool sets that Souls has given me. Analyzing the, the visual and audio cues of the enemies and using it to consistently parry, right? Like, I would not have lasted in that game. I'd be like, this sucks. I'd be like, they just keep spamming me, and I just keep dying and going back to the beginning. Frick, frick this game. (laughs) That was exactly what I would have done. That's what I would have done. And uh, the, the, the patience and the analyzation is now there to be like, Oh, I can beat this. I just got to figure out what in the world's going on. Souls teaches you that the key to progression in any game is familiarity combined with skill. That's all it is. Like, that's every game. Familiarity 
combined with skill. So I can go into a duel or a fight in Ghost of Tsushima and get my clock clean and just just absolutely get decimated, right? Just get annihilated. And I'm like, okay, I'm more familiar with the fight now. I know I'm good at this game. I'm gonna I'm gonna beat this. I'm gonna beat this guy. You know, familiarity combined with skill. That's all you need. And you can beat anything. I saw your 30 minutes of Chris Tales. <laughs> now that's a weird game. Now that's a weird game. Uh, ADJC submitted a comment here. Do you think hooking you into the world rather than just being a character in the game, it feels less impactful when you're playing as someone rather than being yourself? Oh, oh, oh. Do you think hooking you into the world, you, 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 you're missing some words here, but I gather what you're saying. So in your mind, it's more immersive to create your own character than to play as Kratos. Is that what you're saying? Like if God of War booted up and it was like, what kind of God do you want to be? And you could like design your own, oh, this actually would be freaking dope. You'd like design your own God and your own body markings. And like, do you want your base weapon to be a spear or an ax or a sword, right? Do you want a do you want a tower like shield? Do you want a round shield? Do you want a buckler? And you pick all those base level things. Your question is, does that hook me more? God, it's it's case by case. It's case by case, and I'll tell you why. When I was playing Assassin's Creed Origins, or when I'm playing as Kratos, the story is so good, I'm in. Like when I'm playing as Bayek. In Assassin's Creed Origins, I am vengeance. I want to. I want to enact vengeance in the game. I'm in. I, I'm buying in. Hellblade, Tomb Raider. I'm buying into the story. I am Lara Croft, right? But if it's m- some games are more generic, and I'm like, I don't care about this guy. You know, I I, I don't care about the story's not good enough. Ghost of Tsushima is a great, a great example. I absolutely love the main character. I love him. Like, do you know the voice actor and the guy who portrays him? He's got like a YouTube and a Twitter and like he's doing all the stuff with the swords and stuff. He's he's the coolest looking dude. Like, I just want to hang out with him for a day. I just, I have like, I have a, a like for him as a person and I've never met him. Um, And so the... It, it does depend if it's a very very story rich game with a good character I'm in now under the banner of looter shooter I th- I think I need to pick my character right I do I think I need to pick my character I need to be able to build right and 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 set up and and, and set up what I look like and even kind of choose my skills and stuff like it's all kind of part of the same package so I think there's a significant difference between like a story-driven game with a main character and a main narrative beginning, middle, and an end and like a looter shooter with the intention of like ongoing and live service like, well, no, then I need to make the character because that's me in there. Let me tell you something. I'm going to let you know a little secret. That's why Halo Infinite is already laying the groundwork and setting your expectations to care about your Spartan because... If they want you to play that game like a live service, ongoing thing, ongoing experience, ongoing stories, new this, new that, then they need you to be in the game and not be playing as Master Chief. 
long term that's their goal that's why they're already laying that groundwork because that's how you get that loyalty Jesse if you're having trouble opening a bag of dark roast I'll let you in on a little tip I'll let you in on a little tip this is the best way to open them alright you take your little tabs out on the side and you roll it out and you literally right along the top here where like this is like rigid right underneath there just a pair of scissors right across you could even take like a butter knife sometimes I take a butter knife and I just go and just saw across if you try to pull it or tear it it's going to tear down the side right it's going to tear down the side am I getting older or do you look slightly fuzzy we're not doing this again today. I don't look fuzzy. My sh- I can tell when I look at my shirt that I'm in I'm in focus. Now the lighting is doing something weird today, but I'm not fuzzy. We're not we're not doing this today. <laughs> the AC good story bad combat stealth unimportant because of the bad combat. I actually thought the combat was great in Origins and Odyssey. I was I was one of the people that really really liked really liked the combat. Yeah, yeah, yeah can't open it but he's gonna try and melt it <laughs> uh, yeah yeah don't try to melt it <laughs> the, the the focusing thing in this scene I've I go back and watch the streams some of it's just YouTube right um, some of it some of it's just YouTube right if you move forward you're in focus if you don't see it you're sort of blind sorry is it forward? I set this up. This is what I do. You want to know what I do? I'll show you what I do. This is what I do. Is that better? I can't tell. I use the chair. I've gotten good now at turning it, and I know exactly where it needs to be for the chair. So maybe I was off by, like, half of a turn. It's really annoying really really annoying and see what throws me now is now the disc plates are in focus and usually they're not like it's so frustrating it's like get it in just the right spot I guess I was out of focus everyone's like that's better that's better Kefka with a tier 2 membership enjoy the dope badge and emotes enjoy taking advantage of video video game voting in the discord if that's something you want to take advantage of. We are thinking through ways to bring video game voting to YouTube uh, with, like, community posts. It's because the camera's aperture, it's hard to deal with. It's super frustrating. If I put on autofocus, if I put on autofocus, it just always grabs the disc plates because they're so bright. Even when I tell it, I've gone in and done this. I set the zone for autofocus like on my chair like on my stomach and my chest doesn't matter it grabs the disc plates i'm like you frick what are you doing like i'm sitting in the i'm sitting in the center adjc with a five spot your character should be new you not someone like something not like someone else that's why i lost interest in outriders oh i see what you're saying well see that's the difficulty of needing to tell a story inside of inside of a game like that how do you tell the story then it like I chose my character, but then there's only so many voices they can put in the game, right? Set it to your face. They usually detect eyes better. I The, the problem is, it, I could try that. I'd have to have my wife do it. Or maybe just set it to the top of the chair. I'll try that. I'll try that and just see if it does a better job. 
it consistently grabbed Ghost of Tsushima, so you might be right. It was like, hey, there's a face back there. You might be right. Maybe that's why it was doing it. It was like, it wants us to focus here, but right there, this is the spot. I did it once with my, I did it, uh, I set it up with my wife. I had her sit in the chair. I set the zone and I set it on her face. And the next day I came back, it was, it needed to reset. I was like, wait, what? Why? So maybe I should just take Ghost of Tsushima, set the disc plate in the chair, and just have it focus on his face, and then it'll always be trying to grab me in this environment. You know what I mean? Can't believe everyone's hating on Outriders. I still love that game. Oh, it's just got so much wrong with it. There's so much wrong with Outriders. Like, it was a good, it was a, it was a passable game, right? It was a passable game. But the main problem with Outriders was that it just felt half done. Everything felt half done. Sound design, half done. Uh, you know, the, the content loop at the end, the combat, the, the balancing, the, the one character being way stronger than the rest, and one skill seeming to matter than everything else. Like, this just all feels so half done. It doesn't feel like you guys thought about any of this stuff. You know? Hmm. Maybe that dude has Vaseline on his screen. Have me before. Don't ask. Oh, damn. Outriders got me hundreds of hours. Well worth it. Just not as polished as it could have been. I mean, at least you're willing to admit that. You put in hundreds of hours, but you're like, yeah, it still just wasn't very polished. You know? Still wasn't very polished. I got a good hundred hours out of Outriders. The disconnects finally made me put the game down. ADJC says, true, but there are some games that you can change the voice of the main character and sometimes you could be that silent guy. Right. That's, yeah, in, in which it, which is the right path? Which is the right path? Is the right path to say, hey, w- we want the guy to be the silent protagonist so that you can really envision yourself. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> that's funny. That's funny, uh, creature. Um, you know, which is better? Because I kind of liked the character. I did. I kind of liked the character. He grew on me. I didn't like him in the beginning, right? I thought the entire beginning of Outriders was awful. It was so bad. I was like, this is truly terrible. This is really poorly written. This is mega cliche. And I don't like it. And then as we went back and we met the characters and they were older and all busted up and like grisly and grumpy, I was like, okay, this isn't that bad. You know? Outriders got me for the campaign, and once I tried to get into the end game, I wasn't feeling the loop, so I put it down. Yeah, the loop was definitely it was definitely built. The end game loop. They actually built one. But it was not again, I, everything in the game felt half-baked. It was like, okay, I see what you're going for here. Like, somebody can bring out a pizza. Uh, and set it down on the table and you can look at it and say I can see what you were going for this looks like it would be pretty good can you put it back in the oven for another 10 minutes it's it's soft it's doughy I don't want to eat this it's going to be like eating chewing gum what is, what's going on here put it back in the oven 
the, the crust is white. It needs to have that brown, like little sense of it's been cooked. It's it's the the, the crust kind of rises a little bit. What are you doing? Why are you putting this on the table? It's not ready yet. It it could be great. I can look at it and see this would be a wonderful pizza, but not right now. Not in its current state. And that's what Outriders felt like. It was like, boy, oh boy, if you guys would have taken another year on this, it'd have been a good, it'd have been an excellent game. Sound design would have been better, end game loop would have been a little bit more polished. The gameplay itself would have been more polished, less bugs, less glitches, loot disappearing, what on earth, what in the frick. Like, all those things could have been smoothed out. If you don't smooth those rough edges, you know. It would be like somebody making you a present, you know, and they're a carpenter. And they know that you love dragons. And they carve you a dragon. And you're like, oh, it's so nice. Ooh, ow! And you're like, it's rough! I just got a splinter! What the frick? Like, if they take the time to sand it down, right? Smooth it over, and then they put some varnish on there, and it's got like a shine, and it's it deepens the color of the wood. Oh, you're like, this is wonderful. I'm gonna put this on the mantle instead of being like, what? You, it's not done yet. It's still rough. I got a splinter in my hand. This isn't a present. What in the world? It's a half done project. That's what Outriders felt like. I can see what you're going for. Oh man. If you guys had just in a couple more things, this game would have been uh, have been an excellent game. <laughs> How do you always have a good food analogy at the ready? Were you a chef in a past life? I I don't know. I don't know. I'm a I'm a skinny guy with the mind of a fat man or something. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm always I'm always thinking about food. I'm always thinking about food. It doesn't. You look at me. It doesn't look like I'm always thinking about food. But I'm always thinking about food. <laughs> Uh, do you want to know why it's such an easy analogy to tap into? It's because there's ingredients, care, timing, and precision that goes into preparing food. And that's the same way with making a game. There's precision and care and timing that, that a game needs, you know? And I just think when something comes out too early, the most readily available thing we can think of is, like... You got to put this back in the oven. It's doughy, you know? I can see. You know when you pull something out too early, you're like, what the heck's going on? You know, you do the little toothpick test in the cupcakes and stuff. You're like, oh, it's not ready. And you put it back in. You know? Or someone like the Doom guy, a man of a few words. ADJC, I don't know if there's a right answer, right? I don't know if there's a right answer. Should they be saying, let the player be the player or let the player play our game? Like, that's kind of the different philosophies. You know what I'm saying? Almost 500 viewers again. Glad to see a strong core. YouTube will hopefully see this and push the stream to more people. You know what's funny is right now, it is mostly the core audience. It's crazy to me, Ashen. It's crazy. I'm like, wow. I looked at the numbers, I thought... Holy moly, we're having a big day. YouTube must be giving us some love. No, not yet. Not yet. You guys. You guys. And that will. That will turn the rudder. You know, it, I, I get, give it a week. Give it a week. And then YouTube will be like, all right. And they'll turn the switch. Is there a release date for Project Magnum? Project Magnum release date is currently unknown. There is not a known launch date. No. 
Alan Wake Remastered has been officially announced. For those of you that like that game, I never played the first one, and now I have a reason to. Didn't they do two? I think, didn't they do two games about that? Or there's like a universe all those games are based in? I never played Alan Wake. I'm here just lurking. I'm curious if there's anybody in chat right now who clicked on this video in a search result or a suggestion this morning and you've never been here before. Is there anybody like that in chat? You would have to subscribe to talk in my chat. I am curious. The broken man coming in with a membership. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. You're dope and deserves dope stuff. That always makes me think of Rage Against the Machine song. Born of a broken man. Born of a broken man. Born of a broken man. It always makes me think of that song. <laughs> the Battle for Los Angeles. What a title. I know I know long-standing Rage fans. That's like their least favorite album. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. I love the title. I love the vibe. I love that album. The title, The Battle for Los Angeles. It's just wonderful. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the developers behind Project Magnum? People are spectacle, uh, spectacle. People are skeptical because of the game dev company alone. Why? I don't know anything about them. Is it because they don't have experience? Like, are they known for making bad games? Like, you know, what is it? I'm new here. Thanks, Mo. Yo, what's good, Atwood? It's going good. Such a great album. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, Maria. I think Maria is my favorite song because of the breakdown. And then the drums come in. It's like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Maria. I love Maria on that uh, on that album. So, so, so good. You can hear... You can hear that syncopation and that influence on Audio Slave stuff. You can really, really hear it. It's wonderful. Control is set in the same universe. That's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, I need to play that when it comes out. I really, really do. I clicked on here by mistake. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's great. That's great. Oh man, I I'm, I didn't even mean to come in here. Frankly, I don't know why I'm here right now. I, I'm not really enjoying myself, but I, I've got nowhere else to go. So, <laughs> it was a total accident. It was a total accident. <laughs> frankly, I don't even like this show. But you know, it's it's like when you couldn't find the remote. Like your grandfather, you'd come in the room and your grandfather would be watching the soap opera. I'm like, Grandpa, what are you watching? He's like, I can't find the remote. I've just been on for two hours. It's like, it's right here. <laughs> it's like, it's right here. I'll change the channel for you. Oh, put on the baseball game. Lord have mercy. That is not what any of my grandfathers sounded like, but I imagine that some that's a conversation somebody had with their grandpa. <laughs> uh, Born as Ghost is my favorite. Yeah, that's a good one too. The, oh, the devs of Project Mayhem are mobile devs. This is their first console game. Okay. 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 I mean, I, I, you know, that, that gives me a little pause. It does. You know, it gives me, it gives me pause. A few weeks later, it's his favorite show. Yeah. You come back the next day. You're like, why are you watching this again? Oh, this dad blame thing put me in. Now I care about Susan's baby. <laughs> you know, and he's angry about it. He's angry about it. I have to find out what happens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, man. Let's go to another question here from Echo Hammer. Mr. Sven. Mr. Sven. 
why have so many looter shooters not been able to figure out solid endgame? Do you want to know why? I will tell you why. Most developers have never made one. And so what do they do? They build a really great video game and then they don't know what to do after that. Is Grandpa a pirate? No, if he be a pirate, he'd be talking like this. That's not a pirate voice. I just said a gruff grumpy. Don't don't do the voice thing with me, okay? I can do a hundred voices. Don't do the voice thing with me. Don't do it. I read Redwall to my kids every night, and I gotta remember what like Dury Quill the little hedgehog sounds like. My uncle Gabe, oh I need me walk my uncle Gabe. And I know what the hairs sound right, you know? Like Bollywell good show. What? I know what my voices sound like. Don't don't even try. Don't even try. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same? No, it's not. It's been stuck on this for days. It's not the same as this voice here. It's not the same. <laughs> Hundred voices and each one's the same. Who's watching your stream and listening to your voice? That's weird. I can't hear you. <laughs> That's weird. I can't hear you. That's so weird. <laughs> it's like... It's like... No, it's like no one's listening to you. The reason that no one has figured this out yet. Reaper with a five spot. I'm just here because we have a badger emote. Thank you, Reaper. Uh, is because they've never made one. Like, anybody can create a really great game. Not anybody, but you know what I'm saying? Like, these developers... I just came from Work and Lurk stream. <laughs> that was good. That was good, John. Like, Anthem's a perfect example. They built that in like 18 months, which is insane. It's insane that they built even that, even what it was in 18 months. But what they build? Cool mech suits that you could wear, a cool world, animals, be, uh, like beings and, and things to fight and people and all this stuff. They built all of that. And it was like, this is pretty good. Flying through a waterfall feels pretty dope. And then you get to the end game and you're like, what happened? Did you guys... What'd you guys do? And they're all sitting around saying, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know what to do next. We we can build a game, but how do you continue to build a game? It's the difference between, like, let's say you have somebody that's really, really good at carpentry, but they can't do it as a business. Why? They just don't know how. They could make you, uh, yeah. What happened? Yeah, <laughs> it's balls up. That they, they, they could make a chair, a door frame, a rocking horse. But if you were like, why don't you do this as a business? They'd be like, I don't know how. How would I scale it? How would I find and meet customers? How would I meet supply demand? Like making sure I had enough supplies in my workshop. Like I just sort of do it. I'm good at it, and that's that's as far as I want to take it. A lot of video game companies, that to them, like making an ongoing game, you understand this is a newer concept, right? You know that. Like, think historically here what has happened in the last 10 years, and then I want you to think about how long a good video game takes to make. Okay? 
takes about five years. So most of the looter shooters that you played were either in pre-production or actual production for five or six years. So that puts you all the way back to like 2015, 2014. And what was happening in 2014, 2015? A little game called Destiny was influencing the market and making people say, wait, so the... So the makers of Halo made a game and you just keep playing it. And you keep playing it. Now, console gamers were aware that MMOs existed, but it was like another universe. It was like, I don't have time for that. There's a subscription fee, and I lost a friend to World of Warcraft, and he's weird now, and he doesn't shower. Like, they were aware that they were MMOs, but it was it, it hadn't become an industry standard or a consumer expectation that when I buy your game, I'm going to play it for months and I'm going to play it every day. That wasn't a thing. Now, gaming had become that. Do you see the difference? Like, people treated games like a hobby. I play games. I boot up Call of Duty with the boys. I play on the weekend. This is my hobby. Gaming. What slowly happened... 2014 and 15, 16, all of the sudden, people are like, this game is my hobby. What? Why? Why? I just, I play it every day. I love it. And game companies wanted to tap into that behavior because you can make a lot of money from it. Mobile games tapped into that behavior, right? Clash of Clans. You gotta boot up. You gotta check in, you got this thing, you got this sunk cost into the game. And so that means 2015, 2016, production companies, publishers, and developers all start racking their brain. How can we make a game like that? So what happens? 2018, 19, and 20, maybe not so much 20, 2018 and 19, a bunch of games launch that are attempting to do that. Bioware's like, we don't want to build another Dragon Age or a Mass Effect right now. We want to build Anthem. Why? They looked at the market, they looked at what people were doing, and they thought, let's build a game like that. Let's build an ongoing world. Let's do it. There's money to be made there. If this game becomes the hobby of a couple hundred thousand people, you're just printing money. Man, they're just logging in and they're buying stuff. This is great. And what happened? They had no freaking clue what they were doing. Why? It was a new concept. I've never done this breakdown before, by the way. This is me off the cuff breaking down what I think happened. Why I think the industry did what they did and when they did it and why it's gone so poorly. I've never done this breakdown before. I've never thought about it in this way. But I'm convinced that's what happened. These companies looked at the market and said, we need to make a game that becomes someone's hobby instead of us just being on the carousel of their hobby. We want to become their hobby. That's what we want. Like, I don't want to be on the carousel of some guy's hobby. I want to be his hobby. I want him logging in every day, every week, and doing the things and buying the stuff and checking the stuff. And three months later, I want him to do it all over again. Give him more stuff, give him more content, give him whatever. And so, this is one of the reasons that the games are terrible. 
because they don't know how to do it. They're like, we made combat, we made stuff, and there's a story, but what what do we do after the fact? What do we do? I don't know what to do. Do you know what to do? No. So they tried to borrow and replicate from other games. Like, if you look at the ground-level decisions they made in Anthem, you know that they didn't know what they were doing. They were like, I, I don't know, put inscriptions on the uh, the gear. Oh, and gear's supposed to drop with random, with random stats. And then the stats didn't even make any sense! You'd, you'd have stats for a, a shotgun unlike an auto rifle. It was like, what? Why is this even here? Is, is the RNG that crazy that you can literally get a defunct item like a, an actual dud? A dissonant, contradictory drop? What a, what? Avengers is a good example of that. Yeah, they built a game where running around and playing as Hulk and running around and playing as Black Panther feels pretty cool and the engine's pretty solid and the graphics are pretty good. But then they're like, well, now what do we do? I don't know. <laughs> We, we, we built the game. That's what we know how to do. What you need is you need somebody to come in and say, I am now the project manager, the vision caster, the overseer of the end game. You guys have built a fine product, but it has no elasticity. It has no longevity. These eight decisions you made over here with skill points and guns and power, do you have any idea what you've done here? This is rigid and unmoving. In three months, this is all that's going to matter. No one's going to care about your new content. You have built yourself and painted yourself into a corner, and you didn't even know it. Now, in a linear, single-player, one-off game, none of that crap matters. Doesn't. Why? Because there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. Right? There's a beginning, there's a middle, and an end. You don't, you don't have to worry about that. So the team that built the skill tree or the guns or the power, they're like, I, I don't know what that means. What do you mean elasticity and longevity? I gave them a skill in Act 2. It'll grow in strength so that by Act 4, it's amazing and awesome and capstoned. What, what's the problem? The problem is it's going to take people two weeks to get there and you want them to play for two months. You've built no elasticity or longevity. And the guy's going to be like, well, I don't know how to do that. I don't, I don't know how to do that. That's not what I'm doing. That's not what, I'm, that's not what I build. Endgame's been a thing for years. Guild Wars, Dragon's Dogma, Pokemon games, ETC. I just think console games have struggled due to the cost and the upkeep and the motivation. Right, because you have developers and publishers coming in applying console game one purchase logic to games that are intended to not be that. It doesn't work. It's like it's like applying the it's like applying like we're going to make a movie. Movies are usually two hours long. Here's production, cast size, budget. Here's how long filming is going to take. If you take that mentality and you try to apply it to a TV show, it's not going to work. Why? The TV show is supposed to be ongoing. You don't have enough money. You don't have enough people. You don't. You didn't allot enough filming time. Like one episode is an hour. You're gonna what? You're gonna film two episodes, and then what? Then what are you gonna do? It doesn't work. You can't apply that 
to this and that's what so many of these companies have done they're like well we know how to make a great console game we know how to make a great action adventure game or a shooter let's make it let's make one let's make a live service looter shooter an ongoing game and they try it and they fail miserably because it's like you're used to making a game that someone plays for 20 maybe 30 hours completionist and people are going to play your game for hundreds of hours it doesn't work have you ever seen the like endurance tests of a sneaker where they take the sneaker and like the machines bending it right and they're dropping something on it right thank you salty bud I appreciate that they're testing it right for its endurance and, and how long it can last you ever seen those uh, the, the paper towel commercials where like they drag the competition and it tears and it rips and it's got holes in it and they're like the bounty quicker picker upper can you know scoop up all of the blue juice on your counter you're like how often are people spilling blue juice on their counter like does everyone in the world do that like made some blue Kool-Aid oops like what is happening it's usually water but it's it's I'm being funny I know it's so you can see it in any case they make a paper towel that's pretty good at cleaning up like a little spill. And a live service gamer is a bucket on the floor. Just we have a paper towel for that and they put it in the middle and it goes and it soaks up the water and they're like Oh no. <laughs> oh no. We, this isn't going to work. We can make this Look how much they're going to play. We're not... What are we going to do? And then the game gets shredded. Anthem got eviscerated. It took like two days for people to say, there's nothing here. There's no end game. I'm already done. I'm already built out. I'm already specced out. Now, the rest of the community caught up like a week or two later. And even a casual player was like, there's frick all to do in this game. There's nothing even if you tried to play the end game it was nonsensical they didn't know what they were doing so the trick is the trick is from moment one from moment one you know how to build an immersive game what did we say chapter one was immersive can you immerse people in the game in your looter shooter is it possible can you okay number two if it's immersive can you make a content loop that's worth playing? Is it really enjoyable? It's just running around the world and shooting stuff really satisfying? It's just swinging the axe. Does it feel good? And can I do it a thousand times? Yeah? Okay. Stop everything. Everybody put your pencils down. Hands off the keyboard. Don't spend another minute working on this game. Why? Because we need to, from moment one, build scaffolding that has woven into all of it elasticity it's got to be able to go beyond the cliche 15 to 20 hour gameplay single player game it's not going to work so what are you guys building we're in charge of uh, the weapons how many weapons are in the game how strong they are okay we need to figure out how to build a weapon system that can last for 12 months what? Yeah, it's got to last for 12 months. And here's the real kicker. It's got to be satisfying to somebody who's only going to play a couple hours a week. And it also has to be satisfying to somebody who's going to play a couple hours a day. 
How do we do that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we we got to figure it out, though. You got to have loot quantity, loot density, loot substance, loot longevity. If you don't consider all those things, what you're going to do is you're going to build a loot system that's a paper towel dropped in a bucket of water. It's going to people are going to soak it up and be like, done, throw it over their shoulder. Where's the rest of the loot? Where is it? You built a loot table and loot quantity for a 20-hour game. I just hit hour 21. Where's the rest? Because that's what they're going to do. That's what looter shooter players are going to do. That's how they're going to play your game. So before you even build the weapons and the weapon system, you have to create scaffolding in the engineers and the developers' mind to be like, you need to think about hour 204. You need to think about month nine because we're never going to get there if you don't build from day one with that as your goal. You're never going to get there. You're going to build a compartmentalized game that's going to get consumed like the cupcake in the mouth of a giant just gone your game sucks on to the next you're gonna be another dead game in the graveyard of looter shooters if you don't figure this out from moment one agent drake coming in doing a membership enjoy the dope badge the emotes you're the best you dope and deserve dope stuff now do other games struggle with this? No, they don't. Why? Because they're happy to sell you God of War Ragnarok for $70. They're going to blow your mind with cutscenes and meaningful moments and Loki's going to kill his dad or something. And you'll remember that. It'll be awesome. You'll play it for 25 or 30 hours and you will say, that's fair. That's fair transaction. I got my money's worth. And the same person and the same gamer will drop the same amount of money on a live service game and they'll get to hour 28 and they're bored and they'll say, what a ripoff. Put that in your noggin and let that rattle around for a while. How frustrating. <laughs> How frustrating that is. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you played our game longer. Yeah, I did. And you spent the same amount of money. Yep. And you think their game deserves an award and our game sucks. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. (laughs) It's because you're promising something different. And therefore, you got to meet that expectation or you'll be destroyed. They won't, says Reaper. Most of the project managers I've worked with have no idea how basic coding works. They know nothing. They just push, push, push. Well, I mean, there's a difference between going for efficiency and going for you know, quality, you know, we just need to crank this out, we got a deadline, we got a deadline I mean, that certainly probably has happened yo, what's good Hitman? hope you're doing good today, hope you caught my double down membership, I appreciate it so, so much you double dippers are champions, thank you Hitman then the answer to that issue is to make a game a discreet experience in an established world that's a good point This is why I despise the dollars to hours argument. It's because God of War is an experience. Right. Right. They fried ya? What are you talking about, creature? 
I consumed games like the Husky Kid from Matilda and got caught eating chocolate cake slow and steady. <laughs> yeah, I, they, th- this is, I'm telling you right now, you're not going to see a well-built looter shooter probably for another four or five years because they're probably just now sitting down to build it. All the game companies that wanted to get in on the looter shooter crowd and the live service shooter crowd, no. They failed because they didn't know what they were doing. They literally had to get their head taken off to figure out like, oh, wow, yeah, there's a swinging guillotine of a community, right? There's a swinging machete of a community, right? Uh... Mm. Uh, at least I think so yeah I've seen the video I'm pretty sure unless it's a different one um, unless it's a different one because I've, I, I saw the one I saw the one he admitted playing somebody who was toggling um, I saw that and I don't know if that's the same video you're referring to that ship sailed. Uh, that ship sailed. People are more interested in the next big PvP game. Well, but chess pain. I don't think the entire industry has walked away from looter shooters. Like the the Project Magnum video has like five million views. Like, like people want a good looter shooter. Trust me, they do. Most of the project managers that I've worked with believe that uh, nine women can deliver a baby in one month. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that's good, Reaper. That's good. That's good. That's good. Well, if it takes one woman to birth a child in nine months, then uh, what if we get nine women? You think we could do it in one? <laughs> <laughs> I can hear. I can hear it. <laughs> I can totally hear the guy thinking that, like logically deducing it out, and be like, I don't understand. What's the problem? Can't you like hook them all up to a, a machine and harness their body power and we can have a baby in nine in, in a month? Isn't that possible? <laughs> Insomniac Black with a two dollars. Lono doesn't know what Vsauce is, the disappointment. I, what? What? Don't do that thing. Don't I, don't do that thing. That's the worst. That's the worst. You don't know about thus and so? Can't believe it. It's, unbel- it's unbelievable. I can't believe, you know. It's a new video sacrificer. I saw the one and it was like it I, I, apparently is from like two years ago. Him like admitting to playing with a toggler like they got so fed up. The one guy started toggling and I was like, yikes like that is uh, <laughs> wow. That one hurts. That's not good. That's not good. Oh, Vsauce is a big YouTuber. Okay, okay. So, yeah. I don't I don't have all the facts yet. All I know is in these situations, be careful before jumping on and saying you know the truth or you know the situation. We as a community know personally how easy it is to take a sliver and a grain of truth and make someone look like an axe murderer like you know what I'm saying so let's uh let's pump the brakes 
and be cautious before coming to any conclusions. Hey, somebody ordered some coffee about 20 minutes ago. Three bags of dark roast to Kefka. Sorry for taking so long to, to shout that out. Kefka makes me think of Kafka, right? Kafka, like Kafka-esque, you know, you know, the, the author, Kafka. Uh, that's what your name makes me think of. I hope you're still here. Uh, thank you so much. <clears throat> what situation are you talking about? There is a friend of mine who streams on YouTube, and he streams Destiny, and we've been friends for a long time, uh, Wish, and there were vi- there was videos circulating of, of him talking to somebody about he played with a guy who was toggling, right? And I saw the video, and I was like, eh. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, like, attack somebody over there. I'd be like, how dare you? But, you know, it was like, they were, they were doing, re- they were doing recubs and trying to crank through cards, and he said this guy they were playing with, like, toggled. You know, he just got sick of it, and he just flipped it on or whatever. And I thought, okay, you know, that's, that would be grounds, that would be grounds for a, for a, a ban from the game, right? Like, that account, ban. And they just updated their TOS so that no one can do um, no one can do recubs anymore. So he was going to pivot back to carries. And then this stuff started circulating. And I was like uh oh. Like that's not, you know, that's not good. Toggled. Yeah, so toggling refers to like you don't have it on and you're playing normal and then you toggle it. You turn it on. Like when you go into your settings in a game and it's like you like toggling or whatever, you can toggle crouch. You push the button and you crouch. You push the button again and you uncrouch. That's toggling. Like it's like off and on. So I'm I'm not gonna cover it. I'm not interested in really talking about it. I'm just gonna caution you guys. Gather all the facts before you come to a decision because I don't even have all the facts. I don't. I just know how nasty that community can be, how quick they are to jump to conclusions, how people will completely mislead the public and make things look a certain way. Um, so I would I would wait at least to gather all the facts before you come to conclusions because I don't have a conclusion on it. I don't have a conclusion on it. I know he had his video where he claimed people were blackmailing him because, um, you know, there's a whole other side or whatever. So... Yeah, the stuff with his daughter and stuff. It was bad. It was pretty nasty. So that's why I'm not so quick to be like, you know, I can't believe there's a video of him admitting he played with a toggler. Like, it, it seems like there's more going on than just as simple as like, you know, he was doing that. If he was, then again, that's grounds for a ban. Like, you're not allowed to do that, and you just admitted to doing it, so and you knew you were playing with somebody so that account would need to be banned according to their TOS and according to their new TOS you can't do recov so like that's a precarious situation to be in so uh, John always with a really really good question should looter shooters have PVP right should they have PVP I want to say <laughs> no, they shouldn't. Um, and obviously, you know, we're, we're going to laugh about that because of all the problems that come from it and it gets exaggerated, but then it is true. It is a struggle. Da-da-da-da-da. I just, when I look at games like Outriders and Borderlands and Anthem, okay, 
and I look at how much they struggled just to do a looter shooter without PvP, I cannot imagine throwing PvP into the mix, right? I can't. I cannot imagine being like, hey, you guys really struggle with Anthem. Yeah, let's throw PvP in there. <laughs> let's throw that in there, you know? Hey, you're spinning three plates. Uh, can you juggle a chainsaw at the same time and just, just throw it at them? Like, I don't think that's the right call because in general... It would be one thing if Anthem was amazing, if Division 1 and 2 were amazing, if Borderlands 3 was amazing, if like the if like the sea of games was just flourishing, just these looter shooters were just awesome. Being like, why don't we try to throw PVP in the mix? You know, somebody might be like, no 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 no, that's not going to work with what we're doing right now. It still might get rejected. It still might get rejected. Yeah, Division 2 had PvP, but it didn't affect the main world that much. I mean, I guess it probably did, so maybe I shouldn't have included Division 2 in that little rundown. Right? I I just don't think so. It's not like Anthem pulled off an amazing looter shooter and you were like, man, you guys should try a PvP mode. (laughs) It's like, they didn't even pull off the base game! They didn't even do it! Neither did, like, Borderlands 3 struggle. They're balancing and rebalancing and tweaking, and the end game is this, and now the end game is that. And, well, the end game's much better now. And, you know, let's throw PvP in there and see how that goes with, like, a gun that can launch an exploding cheeseburger. Like, I just don't think so. Now, I saw an article. I didn't read it. I didn't read it because it wasn't in the purview of what we cover here, but it was an opinion piece, I believe from thegamer.com about hoods and outlaws being extremely fun and extremely imbalanced, right? And hoods and outlaws has like, I believe has PVP elements, I believe, right? You're like raiding and stuff. And... Man, the only way you do this is if you just say it's imbalanced, that's part of the thing. Like, if Borderlands did PvP, that would be part of the identity. It's imbalanced! Shut up! We know! It's supposed to be! <laughs> like, what do you mean? You're launching unicorn farts at other people and throwing a grenade that cusses you out. Of course it's imbalanced! It's chaos! You know? Chaos? Talking about chaos? It's chaos! Like, it... That'd be the only way to do it. And even then, the question would be, why? (laughs) Why? Why would you say, let's let's add this to the game. Is it going to be good for the the identity? Is it going to be good for the player base? I I just tend to say no. I don't don't think so. I really, really don't think so. I, I think that, I think that, the way that you approach these games and the audience that you target um, I, I just I do not think it's the right call I really really don't because to me when I look at the player bases of a looter shooter and I look at the player bases of a PvP game I feel like why would we bring these two together right <laughs> Why would we bring why would we bring these two things together? Uh-huh. 
Why? Doesn't it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like the the right mix, you know? To me it would be like saying this is how foreign it feels to me. It feels like you're taking a sports game audience and saying, "Well, let's mix that up with like a fighting game audience." There is certainly some overlap, some crossover, maybe even some camaraderie and commonality, but they're so different, you know? To the 20, to the 25, and here comes Full Gore, and he does a full ultra combo on the one yard line. What? What's happening? Why? <laughs> now, now, that might be an amazing game, but I don't, I just don't think that it, I just don't think it mixes well. Have you ever had somebody do that? Have you seen the video on Instagram? This girl puts mustard on a watermelon. It's so tasty. No, it's not. Shut up. No, it isn't. It is not. Why are you mixing those two things? That's what I feel like you're doing. Here's a looter shooter. Here's a long tail RPG play for hundreds of hours and we're throwing in PvP. Why? We don't need it. Get that out of here. I'll I'll tell you this. This is my charge to the companies that are making these games. Why don't you get the looter shooter right first before you set your sights on something that's already ridiculously hard to build, which is a balanced and enjoyable PvP game? Why don't you why don't you become a master of one first? B- master this, you know? My kids are uh, playing soccer, and I have been uh, practicing with them in the evenings. Now, I'm not a soccer coach, but I understand the game. I watch the game. I'm not too bad at the at the game. I can play, right? Not not uh, um, not been professional in, in, in any sense, but I can play, right? So, my daughter really struggles with doing a big kick she goes up to it stops and then like kicks up in the air and I'm trying to teach her like you run you plant your foot next to it and you bring back your other foot and swing through like kick through it's all one motion and she struggles with that okay and then she'll be like Papa can we work on um, kicking the ball up in the air and like juggling it with my knees and I'm like no you haven't mastered even the most basic elements of soccer yet. That is not important right now. You see the videos, right? The really, the really talented soccer players, and like the ball looks like it's on a tether. Like they're just so good at controlling the ball in the air. I'm like, you, you haven't even mastered the most basic elements of soccer, which is like, like running with the ball, passing it to your friends, or kicking it well. You don't even kick it well. You got to work on that. Lean over it, right? You lean over, right? You like lean over as you like you, you kind of like point your ne- your head down. You're like I understand the basics, and so that to me is what this sounds like. Should we throw PVP in? Wait, wait, wait! You got no, no one's even done this right yet. You no one's even gotten a good looter shooter to market. And, the, and even the one that we would say is the most long-standing and the most successful has been fraught with problems for years. And a lot of those problems have stemmed, not all, but a good portion of those problems have stemmed from PvP. You know? 
Yeah, I, I got to appreciate. I got to appreciate. Like, <laughs> people people only poke their head in today to celebrate that. Like, take a take a freaking walk out of my Discord, please. Take a freaking walk. <laughs> like, take a freaking walk. I'm doing a show right now. It's supposed to be all one motion. Major League Soccer player, here I come. Papa just schooled me on my technique. <laughs> like, if if you if a if a company came out and just nailed it, and whenever people are like, this is the most well built looter shooter, you know, it's it's you know, it's it's got longevity, it's been going for eight months. They would say, you know, other game companies take note, like this is this is the way right this is the way then maybe maybe then i'd entertain being like now let's talk about how to implement pvp you know now let's try to implement pvp because like i just don't feel like they number one i don't feel like it's a good decision even if you successfully got there you're like yep our looter shooter's been out for a year we've learned some great lessons we've had some good seasons bad seasons good expansions bad expansions we're getting ready to start year two we really want to launch a pvp mode i would still slam on the brakes and be like why though why you don't want that audience you don't want that engagement that audience is not the audience you were you've appealed to up to now they're very different they're a different animal you know like Wolvie was in chat a second ago he'll tell you this is a different animal it's a different crowd it's a different audience it's a different type of player it is not the same as the guys who want to play diablo or anthem or division or or uh, or outriders for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours it's a different type of player it's a different mentality it's it's you don't i don't think if you have a well-built looter shooter you'd be like oh yeah let's 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 get some pvp guys in here no absolutely not do you want to know what you need to do if you want a really good and successful pvp mode or a successful pvp game you build just that that's all you build look at the most successful pvp games whether it's call of duty they started focusing all their attention only on the battle royale the game modes the pvp they diverted all their attention away from building like campaigns look at Valorant, look at CSGO like, look at the games where they started to dedicate all their resources to like, no, PvP, like, this is why Battlefield is 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 potentially going to be successful I'm not saying it's going to be, but they're set up to have the success why? because th- this, th- that's all they're building they're not having to think through all these other things and loot tables and drop rates and everything else New World, New World, okay, the MMO, has massive potential, but it also has the potential to just totally run aground and be like, boom, the ship just hits rocks and can't go anywhere. Why? Because they're trying to do something that's very difficult, interweave an open world MMO with PvP. People are like, well, there's PvP in other games. There's PvP in games like ESO and other games. Well, yeah, but like that's not the main course. That's not the main draw. You know, that's that that's not that's not the main draw. That's not the main thing. 
so you 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 weave them together they're normally very separate do you see like if you want to do pvp and eso it's totally separate from the main game it's not even it's not even really in your per it's not even in the frame new world is weaving them together just it's happening around you in the world and people are taking over the map and this faction's doing that like that i think is going to be a significant challenge for them a significant challenge because you're having these massive huge battles you're having different builds and different fighting styles emerge as the meta that will happen 100% and that could take that game and just run it right into the sandbar just yeah we, we've run aground we, we, we can't do can't do all the things we were hoping we could do it's too interwoven we've, we've, we have, we've painted ourselves into a corner you know So, yeah, just so we're clear, people in the Discord, it just isn't, we're just not talking about it. Like, it's never helpful for me when I look at Discord and you guys are like off on other some other thing, but I, I made it clear I wasn't really in the mood to talk about, you know. Being being on the, the, the end of what those those folks can do, I just, I don't think celebration is the right response right now. I think sobriety and, and charity... Is and 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 kindness is is needed, right? Fine, you know, swift, just action, but like throwing confetti in the air. Do we need? Is that what we should be doing right now? Um, I know what it's like to have people do that to throw confetti in the air. You know, at your downfall. Uh, Christina submitted a question. Says, do you think player perspective, first versus third person, is important to a shooter game? If so. Which do you think people prefer? Yeah, we. we if you were here at the the earlier in the stream, Christina, this was um, a part of my immersion. If I was writing a book on this, I would have a whole chapter on immersion, and I talked about how layers layers of immersion go back from VR, first person, third person shooter, third person action. Because I even think. A third-person shooter is more immersive than a third-person, like, action-adventure game where you're, like, throwing an axe or swinging a sword. Why? Well, because the camera kind of comes over your shoulder and simulates as if you're holding the gun. So even a third-person shooter has more of an immersive level. You go down one, a deeper level of immersion than you do in, like, a third-person action-adventure game with, like, a sword and a shield. And then you have, like, isometric games. It's immersive, but you're not going deep down as much. It, it, it's, it's not the same. And then you have, like, turn-based games and card games. You're very disconnected. You're very much above the game, like, looking down on it. Like, it's almost like a board game. No, you're fine. You're fine, Unholy. You're fine, Unholy. You're fine. So... Um, so I think in this category, Christina, I think in this category, what you're going to deal with is number one preference, but you're also going to deal with number two. That's just, it's just more immersive to be in the first person perspective. It just is. It looks like you're holding the gun. Like that's, that's literally what it's, it's, it's not VR. It's like one step back from VR. Like VR, I'm like in the world and I'm moving my hands, right? 
and I think more people prefer first person we could do a poll right now I'll end the current poll and we'll do a new one we'll do a new one we'll do a which do you prefer right that's what we'll do I may have just crashed my chat window by trying to end a poll and start a new one at the same time here we go uh which do you prefer uh first person shooter or third person shooter right now I like both equally I like both equally I'll give you a third option just in case there are people that like I like both equally because I like both equally I can see the good and the bad in both I'm like yeah you know I like a third person if it looks if it looks cool and feels cool I like a first person I don't I don't see them as like being mutually exclusive like they are mutually exclusive but in my mind I'm like I can play both interchangeably and enjoy myself you know I can I'm willing to bet that first person beats third person in this poll like first person and I like both will probably do okay and then third person is going to be in the dadgum toilet so why do you think this is if you had to theorize right why would you say yeah 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 first person is better why I would say if you look at the history of games you'll find your answer first person shooters got there first (laughs) no pun intended they got there first doom 1 and 2 quake 1 2 and 3 call of duty unreal tournament there wasn't like a really good third person shooter until what maybe Gears of War and even then I mean that was just such a different experience seeing your big old tank of a person jumping around flopping around right I'm telling you they got there first if the first time you ever played a shooter you played third person and then another one came out and it was third person and then another one came out and it was third person and then all of a sudden there was a first person shooter game you would like it but you'd be like this is weird you know this is odd I I don't like this why You, you wouldn't be accustomed to it if the game has cosmetics I prefer third person Oh, I wish Sea of Thieves had a third-person mode, Ashen. I don't know why they don't. It doesn't make any sense to me. It would make the combat and the shooting feel so much more fun. It would be, oh, it would be wonderful. I don't get why. I don't understand it. I I don't know. You would still see your guns that you that you spent all your gold on. You would still see your stuff, you know. You would. You would still see your stuff. Um... Looks like he's trying to decipher how his name is pronounced Jeff. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. He's trying to figure it out. Uh, <laughs> how is my name pronounced Jeff? J-E-O-F-F. G-Off. <laughs> it's G-Off. J-Off is here. Gradius and stuff used to be called shooters before FES was a thing, but now they switched up the namings. Depending on the type of game... PvP, I'd rather be first person. PvE with fun combat, I'd rather third person. Yeah. Yeah, like rolling around on the ground and like getting behind stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You could have your gun on your back and your saber on your belt. Yeah, so you could see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. 
Third-person shooters are lame, but not to confuse them with third-person shooter RPGs. With, like, other superpowers and stuff. Wait, what? I don't understand what you just typed. (laughs) I don't understand what you just typed. Guys, the support today has been incredible. Could we get 500 likes? I really like that we're coming over here and just having, like, we're just having a day about my opinion. And to to have this many people here, I, I greatly, greatly appreciate the turnout. Thank you very much. Greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, thank you. Make sure and slam, uh, <clears throat> slam the uh, slam that like button. Reaper with a ten spot. Hey Lono, love the show today. Going back to your roots was the best decision. You're the master at your craft. Thanks for the quality content. Yeah, we, we, we could do like a teeny little housekeeping and let me explain. Thank you for the $10 Reaper. That's very kind. So today what we did was we got back to our roots and instead of me being like, here's three news stories that I'm going to try and quickly cover. That's not what we're doing. That's not what we're doing. You guys want a sneak peek at some of the things I'm going to talk about? You want a little sneak peek? Because today what I did was I said, Project Magnum trailer looks dope. I could tell you about it, I could deliver that news, or I could say, here's a three-point outline of my opinion on the looter-shooter dilemma, and why this game's going to face a lot of challenges. I think that's more interesting. And, that's what SNTR Presents was born out of. Lono sitting down, giving you his three-point opinion, and then an hour or more of Q&A, back and forth, you know, discussion. Creature says no. Shut the frick up, Creature, I didn't ask you, I asked the audience. Go back to the booth. Go back to the booth. So, I'll give you one, right? I'll give you one that I think we need to talk about. Halo Infinite radar changes are more significant than you think. That's another opinion piece I want to do with you guys, right? No sneak peek until we have 500 members on this channel. No, I'll give them one. I'll give them one. So, I reported the news to you about Halo Infinite radar changes. But instead of just reporting that news to you, I want to talk about why that's more significant than you think, and we could even debate the role of radar in a shooter. Are you pro-radar, or are you against radar? Is radar a crutch? Should radar be taken out? Do you love SWAT? Do you hate SWAT? Does it lead to camping? That is another day that we'll be able to enjoy. Because that's ultimately what this show was built on. It was built on me sitting down and saying, Here's the good, the bad, and the room for improvement on this new thing that happened. Or, here are my thoughts on what's going on here in the game. And after I gave you my 10 minutes, we would bat the ball around for hours. And Creature and I on the phone last night, we came to the realization, at least I did, that we're almost having a metamorphosis back to the original show style that we used to do. And the reason we got so far away from it I didn't want to do anything that felt familiar to that time. Anything that felt like that coverage and that game, I didn't want to do. So we fully threw ourselves into like variety game coverage, multiple topics a day, little mini micro segments, and we thought that was the key. No. The key is, and this is something that we've said, is like, I'm going to be covering gaming news now the same way I covered that game like here let me give you my three point outline on that let me give you my opinion on that 
And let's do it. Let's debate. Am I wrong? Am I right? Right? So that's what today has been about. Yesterday and the day before, like Friday and, and Monday, we spent the entire day debating the pricing structure and the differences between PS4 and PS5 and what should companies be able to charge for and not charge for and Horizon Forbidden West. We spent the whole day on that. Why? Because it was driven by opinion. And I was like, that's the show we need to bring back. And that's what we're doing right now. And so I appreciate you guys uh, su- support supporting us and supporting this. Um, okay, okay, creature. So, we got back to our roots today intentionally. We did it by accident on Friday and Monday, and I was like, no, tomorrow we're getting back to our roots. Kicking off the day with opinion, and then we're just going to debate it for a really, really long time, right? That sounds great. Radar will be a great point to have a day breakdown to debate. Yeah, I'm only giving you one. I've got like six. I've got like six. So it's like, oh, that game's in the news? Okay, can I do a three-point breakdown on that game? What could we do, right? And then we just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It's like anything Lono or change has to happen. When you first came back to YouTube, you were in the storming phase. And this is now norming and moving into performing. Ooh. Man, I like that. Thank you for that, Ghostface. We went from storming to norming to performing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's really helpful to think through. Yeah. How many members do we have here? We're in the 250s. I want four to 500 on both channels. If we can get there, we were in like the mid 700s on the other channel. If we can get in the four to 500s on both, that'll be right where we want to be. Some people are double dipping. Some people are moving. Some people are keeping their membership over there. It does not matter to me just that you continue doing it. That's all that really matters. Um, weird how the voting is going. Nothing like the popularity of such games. Third-person games are far more popular. What? What do you mean? No! First-person games are, are way more popular. If you stacked up the communities of Call of Duty, CSGO, Overwatch, um, Valorant, and you pitted it against, like, Fortnite's unfair. That's not fair, though. That was like a global phenomenon. That's one game. As a category, no, it's not more popular. It isn't. Forbes article on Halo radar change being a big deal incoming. Yeah, or a video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why we don't announce. See, I was thinking about that last night, Creature. Like, like showing people this is what we're going to be covering all week. And then I was like, no, we can't do that because we know people have, have literally stolen our ideas and our topics. <laughs> we can't. I can't tell you what I'm talking about. The next day, I can only do it, you know, eight hours before, you know, 12 hours before. I can't do it any earlier than that because then people just snipe the idea and the topic. Evan Frally coming in with a membership. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. You're dope and deserve dope stuff. So many new members today. 16 new members. Thank you, thank you, thank you. First person's definitely more popular. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, Fairy Man. I don't think you're right on this. If, 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 if you counted, you'd have to ratio this, right? You'd have to ratio this. You'd have to say, sure, Fortnite's a heavy hitter in the room. How many other big third-person shooters are there? And then say, how many really big first-person shooters are there? I can just list and list and list and list how many big first-person shooters are out there. You know, Battlefield... Battlefield's first person. Battlefield, Call of Duty, 
even once Halo is here, uh, Valorant, Overwatch, CSGO, there's so many! There's so many! And you got Fortnite and Star Wars Battlefront? Like, what, what else is there? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> there's not, there's, yeah, Ape, Apex, another first person, just, come on! Even PUBG. Well, no, PUBG's both. PUBG's both. Yeah, Rainbow Six Siege. And you got Fortnite, Gears of War, and Battlefront. Come on, you are on... You have lost this contest. (laughs) You have lost this contest. First-person shooters are way more popular. Way more popular. I mean, look at the vote! third person's getting 7%. Now, 40% are like, oh, I like both. But nobody's picking third over first. Almost nobody's picking third over first. You're either picking first, or you're like, yeah, they're both fine. Grand Theft Auto? It's not... It's a shooter, but no. No. Death Stranding, God of War, Dark Souls. Those aren't third-person shooters. We're talking shooters, homie. We're talking shooters. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and there's a reason for that, Unholy. I'm not being nitpicky. There's a reason for that. A first-person shooter versus a third-person shooter, it messes with the immersion. You can have an amazing third-person game like God of War... Dark Souls, and it's like you want to see the character. It's a part of the combat. It's part of the the feel. This man left out Division. <laughs> I did, I did. I left out the Division. I left out the Division. Dan upgraded to a tier two. Tyty, dude. Thank you very much for upgrading to a tier two membership, Dan. We want people to take part in video game voting, especially if you upgrade to a tier two. And we're trying to think through how we can do that on um, how we can do that on YouTube and Discord. Like, like, would there be a way to do like a post or whatever? Did you miss your question? I just answered it, Christina. And see, it's right here. It was just up a second ago. Yeah, you missed it. Sorry. I basically said, and that's, you actually are the reason we have the poll. <laughs> You're the reason there's a poll in chat right now. What do people prefer? Um, I do. I think people prefer first person. Big time. They either prefer, if you look at the poll results, they either prefer or don't prefer. But no, not very many people prefer third person. They're not going to, like, pick third person. Right? So, what about Anthem? <laughs> uh... Here's here's a question uh, from ADJC. Have you seen the Saints Row trailer or played the games? I played Saints Row where everything was purple. I don't know what number it was. I don't know what number in in it in uh, uh I don't know what number in the Saints Row lineup it was. Um, but I played the one where everything was purple. And uh, you know it was. Uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, but I'm going to be honest. I, there are something about those games. Um, there's always something about those games that feels um, frivolous. Uh, there's something throwaway about it. 
it's hard it's really really hard to put my finger on it is it's really hard to put my finger on I want to play a second person or I'm out (laughs) what would second person be like what would that be wouldn't second person be I'm just watching someone else play (laughs) is is that how it would be is wait is that what streaming is if you watch someone else play a game, you're playing second person, you know? You're, you're <laughs> that's, what, that's what watching a stream is. You're like, oh, you're doing great, man. <laughs> Over the shoulder would be second person? No, it's not. You're still controlling the person from outside the person. Second person would be you watching someone else play. <laughs> Yeah, cutscenes are second person. That's right. That's right. You can't control what's going on. You're controlling a character that's being watched by another character. Wait, but that, but but you're still controlling the character, so that's not second person. Watching a stream should be another dimension. <laughs> Your view and another character's view. I don't know. This is what a second person game would look like. I've never watched that video. I've seen I've seen that video before in feeds and I've never clicked on it. Second person is watching someone else do first person. You can put Warframe in there too. The thing is in shooters the gun is an extension of you, which is why I prefer first person. Right, right, right. No, you're controlling the character in front of you and your view watches. But that's third person. That's a third-person game. You're outside. Right? It's like speaking in the third person. Right? I'm getting confused now. Second person in a book refers to a character out of their POV, but still gives insight into their thought process. Why not control in second person? Second person is use the claymore. (laughs) That's good. That's good. That was good. That was a good callback. That's one of my favorite things on... Uh, I, I, I pick up on that now in streaming callbacks because they do that in Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. They'll call back something from earlier in the episode, you know? And I, I pick up on it. I'm like, oh, that was a callback. Like, that's something that we do here. That's what memes, like chat memes are. Chat memes are the callback, right? You're calling back something that happened earlier uh, in the day. Uh, Ashen says, I played Halo 3 for hours and hours and hours with the only intention of getting myself to general. Uh, I got stuck at Staff Major. But now games need to hook me with constant content. Why? Because you got a taste for it. It's that simple. You got a taste for it. And now it, it, wasn't, in, it wasn't in your mind. Right? Why do you binge watch TV shows now? Because you got a taste for it. You couldn't do it before. It never in your mind growing up would you have conceived of like, man, I wish I could watch every episode of Boy Meets World's new season right now. I wish I could do that. You didn't know. It was a ritual. TGIF. Everywhere you look, everywhere. And you'd sit down. There's a heart hand to hold on to like you'd sit down and that's that's a different show right that's full house but you that was a ritual you sat down 
you've got the popcorn made everybody's on the couch you would like run to use the bathroom to get back in time during commercial breaks but when you got a taste for binging you're like well this is the greatest thing ever right this is the greatest thing ever next episode and now look at how people react look at how people react when they when they have to wait a week for an episode they oh they 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 are incensed Eugene's in chat aren't you the one I think he was the one he was like I can't believe they're making me wait week to week to week for the Disney stuff that they were doing the, the Marvel shows only in the last few years have I started watching serially and that was with The Walking Dead Eugene weren't you one of the people that hated the week to week with Disney and the Marvel stuff and Mando was that you or somebody else I'm thinking I thought it was you it started with DVD box sets yeah, but DVD box sets, like, you probably had already seen it, you know what I mean? And now you want to own it and re-watch it, and then you got a taste for, like, oh, this is so cool when you watch the episodes back-to-back. Like, oh, te- they did that with Ted Lasso? Okay, yeah, yeah, like, it, it, waiting week to week, people are like, why? Because the shows weren't good enough? I, whatever. The, the point is, until it enters your mind, you don't realize how good that, like, oh, that's so great. That's That happens with food, doesn't it? Your friend's like, brother, you have got to try this burger at Red Robin. Why? They put a fried egg on it. Oh, come on. The frick? I have never woken up on a Saturday morning and thought, that's what I want for dinner today. Never. And you bite into it and you're like, oh, man. And then that becomes the thing you order every time you go back. So, I was, I was, my, my daughter last night when I was brushing her teeth, she's like, tell me about when you were a kid. That's always something she wants to know, what it was like when I was a kid. And I told her that on Saturdays, we would wake up and watch cartoons, and then we would then play video games in the afternoon. And she's like, can we do that? We really limit their screen time. They get video games in the afternoon on Saturday, and that's it. Sometimes we let them do it again on Sunday. Like, both afternoons they get video games. But we've whittled it back to Saturday afternoon, hour and a half. Maybe two hours. That's it. And she's like, oh, can can we watch cartoons in the morning on Saturday? She just immediately perked up like, oh, that's so great. We could do cartoons in the morning, and then we still have video games in the afternoon. She's already scheming. And I was like, no, 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 no. And I said it without skipping a beat. I was like, it was different back then. It was just different. The games were different. The cartoons were different, right? You had to take turns. You watched your brother play Mario, and then you got a turn. You know, it was different. Now it's like, they watch the cartoons, it's like, ding, 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 and then they play, you know, Overcooked with me. And it's like, it's intense. It's intense, which if you have never played Overcooked 2 with a five and a seven year old, you have no idea what management skills are. You know nothing. (laughs) Trying to get my son to put down the fire extinguisher and stop spraying me and his sister and wash the plates has been a task. (laughs) It has been a task. It's really enjoyable. It's adorable. I wish we were in a place a couple years ago where I could stream with them because you guys, oh my gosh, it is it's it is comedy gold. Me playing that game with my two kiddos. It is hysterical. 
but you know the 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 point i'm making is is that growing up it was like i didn't even conceive of playing video games the way i play them now that's the reason i told you that big long story about what i told my daughter i was like it was different back then it was different now it's like imagine telling an adult yeah you can only play video games for two hours on a saturday the average adult who games as a as a as a hobby would be like what in the frick are you saying to me no i'm playing every night this is what i do this is my hobby games are different games offer you more they're longer there there there's more to them even a single player game just just, just go play God of War. J- j- go play Spider-Man. Go, go, go play any single-player game right now. They're so much longer than, like, if you would have played, and I've made this analogy before, like, it's like playing The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. If you play that for, like, an hour a night, and you're not very good, and you're kind of confused on where to go next... You're, you know, you're, you'll get nine hours out of it, maybe, once you know what you're doing and you replay it. You know, it's like a six-hour game. Then I want you to play The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. It's it's not even the same. It's the difference between a go-kart course and an NASCAR race. It's not even the same in size and scope. The vehicles are similar. The idea is similar. But it ain't the same. It is not the same at all. And once you get a taste for Breath of the Wild, if the next Zelda came out and was like top-down isometric dungeon crawler and it was six hours in length, you'd be like, what the frick is this? What, what is this? What, was that a DLC? That was a snack. What was that? What was that? What did I play? Back in the day, me and my brothers would play three or four different games in one session. You couldn't do that now. No, yeah. 20, 30 minutes... Yeah, all right, that's enough. Let's play something else. Yeah, it was very, very different. 20 or 30 minutes in a game now, you're like, well, we got through the tutorial. I know now I now know how to crouch, sprint, shoot, and jump. We can we can play the game. You know? <laughs> 20 minutes, you're just you're just done with the intro. You haven't even seen the 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 big text of the game's title pop up yet. You know, you run up to some hillside and it's like like, you know what I mean? You haven't even had that happen yet. <laughs> Breath of the Wild's a masterpiece and one of the best games of all time. Changed my mind. Oh, yeah. I'd really like to hear your thoughts on this gaming law. They're playing the long game. It's scary. Our kids are going to be so far behind in 20 years. I feel like they... <laughs> I feel like they watched one of my streams because I talked about that once. I said, listen... I said, if you limit your kids' screen time and you make them read books and you you work on, you know, linguistic skills and life skills, if you do that and you don't let them just drown their brain in screens every day, all day, and all weekend, your kid's going to go far. Because in about 20 years, right, my daughter is 7. In about 20 years, my daughter's going to be 27. And all the kids in her age bracket are going to be arrested development mouth-breathing, just navel-gazing droolers. Their brains are going to be so fried. It's like, you'll be able to run a company. You'll just walk in and they'll be like, oh my gosh. A marginally intelligent person. Holy frick. 
I feel like they watched me say that and they were like, we know how we can beat the West. <laughs> we, can, we can do it. We can do it. Limit the children's screen time. <laughs> That's how you beat the West. <laughs> have you seen these kids in the grocery stores? They don't have a prayer, right? They're nine years old and they're an absolute disaster already. <laughs> they're just a disaster, you know? They're just, this is their life. And you take it away from them and they just, like, they're, they're, they're animals. <laughs> they're animals. So if you want your kids to go far, all you got to do is rise above that bar of parenting. <laughs> That's all you have to do. (laughs) And your kids will seem like a genius, you know? Like, man, your vocabulary is so robust. My son said this. We always walking with him. And you know your kids listen to audiobooks when they say things like this. He's like, look at that door. And it was bright red. He's like, that is such an awkward door to have. And I was like, five years old, using the word awkward. (laughs) awkward (laughs) you know not weird or like yucky or ugly he's like that's an awkward door and you know what's funny he was right I'm like that's the right word to use it is kind of awkward the house is very old timey brick and a nice garden and this blazing red painted door like something out of a horror movie I'm like that is awkward buddy you are right (laughs) if your five-year-old's using the word awkward he's 10 steps ahead of everybody (laughs) he is 10 he is 10 steps ahead he'll be just fine (laughs) Uh, that's what makes co-parenting so hard when i have my daughter i try to make her read and work on things but then when she says mom it's nothing but screen time listen with all the love in my heart i know that single being a single parent is is literally like trying to be a superhero and a parent at the same time like it's almost it seems impossible right you feel like you're being stretched to your breaking point and screen time is just such in such a savior you know it's such a savior but man man is it deadly i think i think long term it's so deadly you really got to look at the research it's just man it's not got to really look at it i will never tell somebody how to parent their kid but do your best do your best that's all you can do but Dadgummit, those screens are bad for him. <laughs> Whenever he was five, he used the word stabilizers for training wheels on his bike. That's great. That's great. That's great. Sounds like he's been playing video games, though. Stabilizers? Or maybe he's been watching Star Trek. <laughs> what in the frick? Uh, my kids say bound. They don't say, like, oh, did you see that cat run over there? They're like, oh, it bounded over there. Well, because th- that's just a word in their vocabulary. I've never I've never met a kid say that. That thing bounded over. I'm like, what? But they listen to books that that's how they describe it. They describe the animals as bounding, you know? I picked up on it, you know, and they say it. <laughs> the problem is, is they pick up on other things, too. We don't let my son listen to... Um, What's the books? It's this stupid little mouse. Oh, what's his name? Oh, I forget his name. It, it, it's it's not the mouse in the motorcycle. It's it's not Ralph S. Mouse. It's something else. It's uh uh uh, and he says he says things like cheese and crackers and calls people cheesehead and oh, he always gets into trouble. It's from Peppa Pig. Oh, really? 
Um, my little hardly ever gets stream time. I made an exception today because it's the last day of summer vacation, so I allow them to watch a movie before I go to work today. Not to be a snob, but my kids are definitely further ahead. Oh my! You only, yeah, 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 yeah. You know it. You know it. No, it's not Stuart Little. It. Oh my. Uh. Yeah. It's his name is the name of the series. Oh, it's gonna drive me freaking crazy. Highway Rat. No. No. Shoot. That's going to drive me nuts. We don't let him listen to it anymore because it was, um, no, not Ralph. It, no, what, what the, the series, the series, babe, where they, he said things we didn't like and we don't let him listen to it anymore. And he would say all this stuff. No, not Fievel. She's typing it now in the discord. Um, nah, yeah, no, 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 not Fievel. YouTube has some weird stop motion animation movies. Stilton? I think that's it. Still that sounds right. Stilton sounds right. Um I, this is the longest I think it's ever taken anybody to type this. My wife is still typing. Are you typing with your nose? <laughs> what are you doing, babe? How long does it take? What's the full title? It's, it's Stilton. It's something Stilton. Uh Geronimo, thank you. My word. Geronimo Stilton. Do you ever do that? Do you ever like look at your phone and someone's typing and you're like, how long could this take? <laughs> what are you doing? You're just like, you're just like staring. You're like, okay, okay. And enough time goes by and you're like, what's happening? Cause you'll ask him like, are you ready yet? You know, you're thinking yes or no. You ready to go? Yes or no. You know, and they start typing and you're like, okay. Okay, they're still typing. And you got people around, like, hang on a minute, hang on, they're still typing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's taking so long. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I, what, what is this? And they finally respond, and it's, yes. What on earth? How? What happened? What? Wh- how many times did you type and, and, and delete? You know what I mean? At least I respond. No, my wife's actually the opposite. She actually usually doesn't put me in that scenario. She's usually very quick. She's almost too quick because she'll 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 send four texts or five instead of just one. Yes, I'll be there soon. Traffic was bad. I'm stuck at a stoplight. This is happening right now. It's like ding 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 ding. It's like just one one text is fine. <laughs> Better than K. Yeah, she hates that. She'll be like, "We're on our way. We'll be there in a little bit." And I am like, K, to quickly acknowledge, got the text, and I have seen it. K, to me, that feels, that feels polite, that feels responsive, you know? But I'm supposed to be like, I know you got it. No, there's a difference between delivered and read, mama. You know this. There's a difference between delivered and read. I want to be like, K, but I'm supposed to be okay. Thanks. I got the message. <laughs> like why? I don't want to do all that. Every letter is pain. Every letter is pain. Why are you making me type more? <laughs> you might as well send the middle finger. No, no, no. You're assigning an attitude to K. I and my intention is politeness. A very quick, K, got it. Got the message. I know you're here. P- 
pull the dinner out and put it in the oven. Okay, run upstairs. I quickly acknowledged and responded, but it's not good enough. We have to assign an attitude to the letter, right? Okay. 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 There's no attitude. (laughs) There isn't. It's just a very quick, got it. Thumbs up. I will literally, there's a guy that I text and he doesn't even say K. Do you know what he does? He does a reaction to my text with a thumbs up. And I love it. (laughs) I love it. I love how efficient it is. Hey, I'm running a little bit late. I'll be there in five minutes. Bing! A thumbs up bubble appears. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. He's from Ohio. He's like me. We have similar... We we think similarly. We joke similarly. We're very, very similar. When I saw it, I was like, that is killer. And if I did that to my wife, I would get attacked. (laughs) I would get attacked if I did that. Like... We're on our way back. We got the groceries. Please open the back door. And I just did a thumbs up reaction. Oh, she would freaking hate that. That is worse than K. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I have no issues with emotes, but if you hit me with K, we got issues. But if I type okay, is that acceptable? Because you do that creature. You just say okay. You're just like, okay. I think you even do just the letters sometimes. Just okay. You don't even spell it out. So adding the O, suddenly it's way better? It's Lono's boyfriend. No, it's not my boyfriend. No. (laughs) Why do we have to assign an attitude to it? There's no attitude. It's literally just saw it, got it, sweet. I don't want to type all that. Okay. Do you want to know what my phone does? I'm I'm going to let you in a little secret. If I type the words, the letters, okay, it auto-completes and spells out the word. <laughs> it, it, it saves me a couple of seconds. And those seconds are precious. They mean nothing. And yet they are incredibly precious. They just are. Do you not do this? I'm going to go to the bathroom and I'm going to take a shower. I need to take socks boxers, shorts, shirt with me so that I don't have to come back. I d- these seconds are precious to me. They are. They're nothing in the grand scheme of things, but they are so important because if I have to come back into this room and get these socks, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> I'm going to lose it. Just take it all with me. Can't do it. Okay. That's the most I can muster in that moment. If I got a... If I got a... Back, back, back. Messed up. Auto... Auto correct. I'm gonna break the phone in half. That's... That's my life. <laughs> that's the psychosis. <laughs> I'm letting you in. <laughs> You're telling me you can't move your thumb this much? It's an extra click, brother. Okay, send. Instead of K-send. I'm letting you in to the how psychotic it does. It's I know intellectually it's meaningless, 
and yet it's so precious those little seconds throughout the day I walk outside sit down to eat my dinner and my son says can you go get my water the long dad sigh of yeah sure buddy go back in and get it that right there that's that is like taking stubbing your toe and stretching it out into a 30 second endeavor (laughs) it's it's 30 seconds of a stub toe you gotta be kidding me you couldn't ask me when i was in here you couldn't come in and get it yourself my meal's out there it's already ready it's hot i just made my burger i was so thrilled to sit down and eat now i gotta walk back in here and get this water 30 seconds of it that's what it is (laughs) these seconds are precious and they don't matter both statements are true (laughs) they're precious man in 30 seconds my meal's not going to go from edible to inedible right it takes me longer than 30 seconds to eat you know what I'm saying It takes me longer than 30 seconds to eat. It's completely illogical. It is not rooted in fact, and I feel it strongly. (laughs) Both statements are true. These seconds are incredibly precious to me, and I will protect them as if they are jewels worth millions of dollars, and yet I know that they are meaningless, and they don't matter. It'll be okay if I have to go back into the bedroom and grab a pair of socks. It'll be all right. <laughs> It'll be okay if I got to come back out to the car and grab another bag of groceries. It will. <laughs> it will. <laughs> and that is why I only send the letter K. That's why. <laughs> uh, that's gold. That's gold. That's a good bit. That's a good bit. You could throw that in the, that you could throw that bit in the stand up. You got to hand that to the right stand up comedian. You can throw that in the stand up. That's gold. That is gold. Fighting with your wife about the letter K and like doing that whole roundabout psychosis of like why I get so frustrated and why I get so angry at milliseconds of of, of loss. So so teeny and tiny. You know? Time to grow your community with a frag community code. Frag Pro Shooter has 80 million players. What? Is this a mobile game? How do you have that many players? This has to be a mobile game. Is it? What is this? Or is it an NFT? Yeah, no, it's a mobile game. Download on the App Store. Let me take a peek at this game here. Frag Pro Shooter. 4.6 stars in the, in the app store. It actually looks pretty stinking cool. You know, I wish it wasn't a mobile game. It actually has a pretty cool little aesthetic going for it. It really does. They're offering me a creator code. Does anybody here in this chat play that game? Does anybody here play Frag Pro Shooter? They got 80 million players, so surely one of you is here. <laughs> Surely one. <clears throat> time is precious. Time is valuable. Time is a commodity we cannot get back. Don't try and philosophize it, Hex. Just accept that it's stupid and own that it's stupid. It is. It's so dumb. 
It's so dumb. And yet, it matters a lot. Don't try and philosophize it. You're going to get an argument with your wife? Like, here's why I said K, babe. All right? Time is precious. Time is incredibly valuable. It's the, it's the only currency and commodity that we can't get back. <laughs> if it may help you out, I may download it and not play it. Well, a creator code would only be good if people were paying money in the game. You know what I mean? Snow is going to murder me when I get home from the gym. Oh, is she watching this right now? <laughs> Just send her one text, right? Just send her one text, right? Okay, that's all you need to do. <laughs> uh, sounds like something Sven would play. Why do I hate that you're right? Yeah, I know. You throw out a game like that. You're like, Frag Pro Shooter? Sven's like, yeah, I'm level 9 on this season. It's okay. It's not bad. It's like, why do you play all these games? <laughs> Yeah, the sniper's a little overpowered. Uh, I'm sure she feels a disturbance in the force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever tried playing Warframe? Yeah, we had somebody ask me that earlier, and yes, I have, and I don't like it. I did the same thing with um, Monster Hunter. Played it, saw the value, saw why people liked it, and I was bored out of my skull. I was like, I can't play this game. And I had people very interested in me playing Monster Hunter. Like, they wanted me to play it. Um, you know, they wanted me to play it. They were like, yeah, you should you should definitely play that game. And I was like, mm, nah, I don't want to. Um, so, the, the a content loop, right? It's because you suck at Monster Hunter? That's the difference? Shut the frick up, Wheezy. I was, f- I was fine. People told me, oh, yeah, you're playing well. You did really well. I fought like four mons, and I was like, this is boring. I'm, I'm falling asleep, you know? Trust me, as a content creator, I had a lot of reasons to play that game. I was like number three in the directory. We were getting followers. Like, I had plenty of reasons to play that game. Couldn't bring myself to do it, you know? I tried multiple times to get into Warframe. And I was just like, no. Oh, there's a beta? When I looked it up, it wasn't a beta. It was like a full-on game. The 30 Today Fist. So, Creature, we're going to do something that you're going to be like, don't do it. But we're going to do it because I do what I want. No. We're going to play Blood Hunt over here. And then we're going to go over there and do a 30 of Fist but I'm going to have to do it as a live stream because there's no other way there's no other way to do it so the end result will be the same it'll be a 30 minute with good velocity it won't be much different than a premiere uh, in my mind no 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 I know you're going to tell me that it needs to be upload only over there which means then I have to shut down with an, a live audience in Blood Hunt record a 15 to a 30 and then upload That'll it'll get terrible velocity we do streams over there periodically. We do a stream with Hilly. I'm going to stream over there periodically. I don't think it's a problem. I don't. And look at and look at how the Friday night with Hilly stream performed. It got treated like an upload. Took off like a rocket in the days that followed. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. There are no rules here. Don't act like there's some rule that I'm breaking. What the what the frick? We don't we don't even know. We don't even know anymore what works and what doesn't. He and I streamed late on a Friday night, and it's gotten like 
2,000 plus views after published. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Okay. That's right. Did I quit before it gets really good? How much Hellblade do I have left to play? I lost interest while unlocking the levels around the trees that has the sword in it. Get out. (laughs) Have you ever... Have you ever seen... (laughs) Have you ever seen that, uh, that video? It's like an older sister and a younger sister in the bathroom and the younger sister is just... I mean, she's brushing through a rat's nest and getting angry and she like hits herself with the brush and the older sister's like are you okay and the little sister gives her the stare of death and says get out <laughs> I'm like I was scared for the girl I was scared for the older sister I was I was scared to be fair I've watched it back like a thousand times well that wouldn't count if you're watching from the same device it wouldn't count that 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 video has definitely just it's done well so I'm I'm all for I'm all for trying it out both both blood hunt and fist released today and fist wasn't supposed to release for like another month so I don't even know what in the frick's happening I, all the launch dates said October 7th and it hit PlayStation 5 today so we're doing it we're doing it and we'll we're gonna we're gonna see how it goes. We're gonna see how it goes. Um, I have a good feeling about it. I have a good feeling about it. <clears throat> Rule. Uh, if it was that easy, creatures left the chat. <laughs> if it was only that easy, that's right. That's right. Look, I. You can't, you can't tell me I'm talent and then get mad when I act like talent and say, well, I'm, I'm just going to do whatever I want. I'm going to go off script. <laughs> you can't get mad. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to be unpredictable and, and, and arrogant and an egomaniac. I'm supposed to be all those things, right? I'm just trying to justify my shortcomings, that's all. I don't care about your feelings. I care about the content plan. Yeah, and a premiere of that game is marginally different than a 30-minute live stream at the end of the day. And if we're going to stream on Friday nights with Hilly and get the performance we got last week, I don't see the problem. We've told people, keep your memberships. There'll be premieres. There'll be periodic live streams. I'm holding to that commitment. I'm holding to that commitment. You know? Mono is Brittany. That's right. That's how that's how this works, right? That's how this works. You tell me what I should do, I kind of do it, and then we revisit. <laughs> you know, that's that's how this relationship works, you know? Lono's having his diva moment. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, what do we got here? Oh, let's take this next question. I'm, before I, I'm gonna take a little bit of a break here, and then we're we're gonna we're, we're gonna get ready for some gameplay. Um, Google Beats says after finishing Ratchet and Clank yesterday, do you think it was worth the seventy? I think it was. Yes, yes. And as much as I love Mo, I was like, are we really gonna have this debate about how groundbreaking this game is again? Like, I love Mo. Mo's a good sparring partner and a good debate partner. But it just 
some of you guys like Xbox a little too much. Like Ratchet and Clank's groundbreaking. It's going to win tons of awards. Whether you want to admit it or not, you can you can cross your arms and shake your head and say that it doesn't deserve it, but that game is incredible, right? That game is incredible. It is. Um Oh wow. Oh man. I loaded up this Blood Hunt game and it is so bad. It's not even letting me new members sign in. It's so glitchy and laggy. It keeps freezing and hitching. That's probably why the results are mixed. Um the, the you can't it's like it's awful. I'm like sitting here just trying uh I'm trying to click. I have an account with this with this game. I made an account. I guess I don't have one. I can sign in with Steam. Uh, uh what the frick? <laughs> Create an account. I made one. I, I swear to you, I made one. I don't have one. Yeah, I made one to try to get early access. They literally freaking emailed me. They emailed me the other day, just this morning. This live 30 of Blunt Hut later. Yeah, I mean, we might have to do that. This, oh, the Blood Hunt game is not glitchy anymore. It might have just been when it first, when it first popped up. Um... I feel like, I guess it doesn't matter. I guess it doesn't matter. But the problem is, is we lose all that velocity if I don't take everybody over to the premiere, you know? 50 or 60 people on a premiere is amazing. That's super helpful. Um, stupid. I Listen, I'm just going to say this. I don't use the word hate that often. But when a game is like, hey, welcome to the game you just installed. You got to sign up and make an account. I hate that. Just let me in the game. I don't want to give you my email address. I don't want to agree to your TOS. I mean, I have to agree to your TOS, but like, I don't want to do this thing right now. I don't. Let me in your game. I went into Steam. I'm logged into Steam. You have my account information via Steam. Let me in your game. I absolutely hate it. It's the worst. Especially on a console. You're like, what? They're like, please log in to your Square Enix Ubisoft blah, 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 blah account. I'm like, I don't want to do that right now. I got to go find my password. If it's encrypted, if it's a good password, it's going to be crazy. Super annoying. It's an immediate turnoff, right? It's like going on a date and they take one bite of their food and they chew with their mouth open. You're like, well, this is ruined. <laughs> This is ruined. <laughs> I'm going to take a quick break. Hit like. We got 500 likes. Keep smashing like. Keep smashing subscribe. Members, coffee, all the things. We've only gotten one coffee order today, and my wife insists on getting at least three orders. So if you've not used the coffee commander, checked out RageousRoast.com. Try out some of our coffee for the first time ever. Most people buy a bag of light and a bag of dark to try the both. Same flavor. One's just uh, roasted longer than the other to give it a bolder taste. So I'll be right back. You might see some ads. Give me just a second.
I'm back. Yeah, if you guys don't subscribe to the Shorts channel, you've missed some gold, man. You have missed some gold. There's been some really, 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 really great shorts over there. Um, hey, did you see this guy? Got no, but you know what's funny is I saw your video of me, and it was um. Wait, I forgot. You don't matter. I don't know why I'm talking. To you. Uh, so yeah, let's go to the next question. Let me get this pulled up here. There we go. Uh, Echo Hammer. Sven says you left. Yeah, I stepped away. While we're on the topic of looter shooters, what is your perfect recipe for long-lasting endgame success? Oh gosh, you're making me work now. You're not paying me for this. I feel like this is free consulting. Um, What you have to do, I think, is you have to choose the model that you're going to go with and then you have to excel at that model, right? Not all models are the same. There is the seasonal model, and I think Diablo 3 does this, and uh, D2 does it, Destiny does it. Um, Expeditions has come to No Man's Sky. That's a version of a seasonal model. It's ongoing. You can do the, the difficulty model. Anthem tried to do this and failed. Uh, Division 2 has done this, you know, world tiers, right? And then when you're when you're doing that, you're usually adding, you know, compartments and things to go do onto it, right? It's like almost like modular. You're like, well, here's a raid, or here's a this, or here's a that, or here's a new area, here's a new mission set, there's new loot attached to it, and blah, blah, blah. Then there's like the MMO, you know, model where it's huge, it's big, it's grindy, it's challenging, and then you do like a new chapter and a DLC, so you've got areas and quests and gear sets and all of that. You have to pick the model first. I don't think one recipe is superior to another. I think the models typically are driven by the game genre. Does that make sense? Like, you, I don't think you could do... Well, and, and Diablo borrows from two. It does seasonal, and it also does the difficulty model. Like, you keep going up in difficulty. It kind of combines both, right? Um, and so, I think that whenever you, whenever you choose the model, it has to align with the game type. So, like, I don't think you could take Diablo and do the MMO. It just wouldn't fit with everything that they've built. I don't think it would work. Could you do an isometric dungeon crawler MMO? Maybe. Maybe you could. I think it's more challenging because it doesn't seem to line up with the style. MMOs need to feel big, expansive, and far-reaching. And I think that's a struggle for an isometric game to to do that, to communicate that. I do. Just like I think it would be hard for a really big open world game like World of Warcraft or something to do a seasonal model. I think that would be difficult. Right? It would, you know what I'm saying? 
it would be like, well, it, it doesn't necessarily feel like it fits the seasonal model. It feels like it should be more modular and expansive, like new areas should open up, new missions and quests should open up, as opposed to like, start a seasonal character in our MMO. You'd be like, why? It's going to take so long to get anything done. The game's huge. So the model, I think, dovetails with the genre. And then what you have to ask is, how do we innovate on the model? How do we make the model better than it is? You'd have to examine all the individual parts. I'm not a details guy. I'm a big picture guy. So I can tell, I can outline all this for you, and I can provide feedback once details, ideas, and innovations are fleshed out. But I, I, I can't dig down in the trenches and say, well, if we're going to do this model, we think that, you know these innovations here are going to be great for, you know, weapon depth and weapon diversity. I'm not going to be able to do that. That's just not how my brain works. I can zoom out and give you big picture and I can outline. These are all the various models that these games attempt to tap into to continue the game going and to feed it as a live service. And here are the models that seem to do it the best. And here are the models that seem to fall flat on their face. You know, I, I can't give you what the best recipe is. I can say what models I think are becoming maybe more popular and more palatable. I would say seasonal is becoming more popular and more palatable. I think people understand it, especially when you like dovetail it with like a, a battle pass of some sort. Um, I think if you could combine seasonal with modular, it would be good because it would feel like not only is there a new season, but there's like there's new areas and new places to go. Um, so I, you know, I. But as far as the perfect recipe, I'm not even sure because it depends on the game. So like, Assassin's Creed Infinity, or some of my theories about what's going to happen with Ghost of Tsushima as a live service game as the potential of a live service game there or you know Assassin's Creed Infinity let's just take Assassin's Creed Infinity what's the best recipe for that game probably seasonal modular right here's a season of this we got samurai armor sets and gear and stuff to earn and there's a whole new place to go fight new enemies new bosses new territories blah 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 um you know, you can go back to the hub and change the the generation that you're fighting in. You know, so you that's how you would do it, right? You would almost have like a central hub where you're working as like you basically have like multiple expressions of your character as an assassin, and you go off into these different eras. But they're not all available at the beginning, and the seasons are what drive it, right? Season of the Samurai would show up and a modular thing would open and a whole area and map that you could go to with a story, a character, a samurai that you're playing, like weapons and everything else, and you would go get all that stuff. Now, I don't know if that then is able to be taken into another era, right? I don't know. I I mean, I'm just, literally, I'm just shooting from the hip right now on how I think they could do it. But I think from a ground level, seasonal and modular would work well in a game like Assassin's Creed because you could literally create themes and areas and worlds 
that would then usher in like a I got everything from that era I got everything from that world and here comes a new one but doing it in a way where it's still you your character and you you as an assassin I think I don't know I think that'd be tough though because like if you're assassins like back at the animus you know are you attached to your assassin back of the animus or are you attached to you know your assassin when he's in the era of the samurai or whatever These are recipes for live service shooters. Any game could use any of these recipes. Seasonal, modular, MMO. Yeah. AC Infinity could have a really great recipe. Every yearly expansion could be a new theme. Right. Again... How do you do that and have the character feel like they're still investing? How do you have the player still feel like they're investing in their character? Coffee's coming today. Got my dark roast and it's good. Oh, it's good, isn't it, Kodiak? If you guys need testimonies about the coffee, all you gotta do check chat all you gotta do they will tell you how good it is they'll tell you it's excellent uh let's see here mythrax coming in with a membership so many members today thank you everybody who's either double dipping on their membership or moving their membership or just maintaining your membership over on presents thank you for that Holy cow, it's good, man. Love the little drawings from the kiddos. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm only here for the coffee, says Zubair. That's right. You'd have to have the investment tied to your character outside of the animus and not the character in that era. Uh, It's tough. It's tough, Sven. Because I'm super attached to Bayek when I'm playing as Bayek. I'm super attached to Jin, you know, when I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima. There's something about walking into town and they're like, Samurai. Like, you hear them saying, like, oh, there's a samurai here. I I don't know. Astro Candy coming in with a membership. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. You're dope and deserve dope stuff. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Become a double dip cha- d- a double dip champion today. <laughs> Let's get this shit moving. That's right. Moving my membership. Thank you, Mythrax. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. The twelve month badge here was gonna turn green. I think to honor what y'all are doing. I think we might make it red. I don't know. Yeah, I finished Ratchet and Clank. I managed to finish it and then watch the first half of your stream. Yeah, I finished it. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was good. It was good. I liked it. I want to order my wife some light roast, but I need the K-Cups. Which ones do I need to buy? You need reusable K-Cups. They sell them on Amazon. 
beginning my six months in a couple weeks. Can't wait for that one. Nice, Abe. I just finished Ghost of Tsushima. Not sure if it was game of the year, but it should have been. No, it lost to The Last of Us 2. We've debated that before. I think fundamentally, even without playing Last of Us 2, Last of Us 2 should have been at a disadvantage since it was a continuation of the franchise. If my membership started on the 31st, when does it renew? Probably on the first then? I don't know. It's 30 days later, I would imagine. Akuta Papa says, I'm not a big coffee person. I absolutely love the roast. Waiting to try the dark roast. Yeah, we printed your label last night, uh, Akuta Papa. Yeah, Silent Warrior says, make sure if you get reusable K-Cups, it's, it's, it'll fit your coffee maker. And Mo is saying, Walmart has special ones made for Keurig. It's a universal one. What are you munching on? I don't know, some some trail mix thing my wife put on the plate. It's got like cashews and stuff. James Collins, thank you so much for that membership. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. You're dope and deserve dope stuff. Welcome. Welcome to SNTR Gaming. light and dark on Friday I couldn't decide which I liked more there you know what's funny is even though it's the same flavor palette Abe they're so different it's like it is it's hard to choose Christina says be careful with the k-cup things the ones I got were a huge mess you would think that Keurig would just make them like, if you order, if you buy a Keurig, just go to their website, put in your model number. I don't know, why wouldn't you just make reusables that people could buy? I gave my brother-in-law a bag and haven't asked for feedback yet. I want to get them addicted first. There you go. That's right, Zubair. Order a bag for you and a bag for your coffee friends. Get them hooked. Just tell them. If you liked it, it's very affordable. RageousRoast.com to order more. Yeah, most saying they have one. It's at Walmart. not making money off the cups i know i know i know christina you would still think there's a portion of the consumer base that they're that are going and buying reusables made by other companies so what at least make money does that make sense yeah mcmuffin's saying keurig has their own universal k-cup
snack is too salty. Like, a snack, I should be able to consume a moderate amount of a snack and enjoy it beginning to end. You ever get to the tail end of a snack and you're like, oh gosh, that's just too salty. You hit like a, a salt toxicity level. You're like, oh. Papa says, I use the Keurig filter. It works really well. The Keurig universal one is called My K-Cup, says Kirky. It has a good branded version. You need to know how to use it. Otherwise, it'll make a mess. No, Stephen Marston, that's not it. No. If you're going to order one, just order one. If you're going to order two, order a third. The shipping on two and three is the same. It's the same. And then, like I said, you have an extra bag to give to a friend. You know what I mean? That's a nice gift, isn't it? Hey, man. I watched this guy in the internet. I bought some of his coffee. Here, you should try it. You know what I mean? Grab that third bag. Shipping is the same as two. And give it to somebody else. Get them, get them liking it. Tell them where they can order it. You know what I mean? My buddy likes a coffee. I told him he has to subscribe in order to get more. (laughs) I will say I'm a fan of the joystick. Oh, thank you, JC. Matrix Resurrections is going to have a full trailer on Thursday. Ray Dan 85 with a $5 tip. Currently listening to the episode listed as YouTube wins big. And I want to say I love you too. Keep winning out there. Oh, thank you, man. It's releasing this year. Matrix Resurrections is releasing this year, December 22nd. (laughs) 
Insomniac Black with a question. What game would you say has the best opening title sequence? I would say Ghost of Tsushima is number one. Hellblade. Yeah. Hellblade's opening sequence is just... It, Ghost of Tsushima is up there for sure. You guys know I love Ghost. Hellblade's opening sequence is just... There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. That boat ride and the narration and the way that it's pulling you into the experience there's so much going on it's so good it's such a great opener oh the last of us opening i i hate that oh i couldn't even do it i i hate that as a dad now especially oh no uh uh-uh. uh better than Skyrim's opener? Hey, you're awake. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, I got a text from somebody. First look at Neo. So they just, they made him John Wick. Why is his hair long? He looks like John Wick. He should have, his hair needs to be short. A couple more F-bombs and Outriders opener would be king. (laughs) That was well done. That was well done. Yeah. Last of Us opener was great. Right in the feels. I personally think it went hand in hand with the ending. I liked Days Gone's opening. I thought Days Gone's opening was good. When he feels forced to pull the gun on the helicopter pilot. Oh. Something that no one talks about enough is just how excellent the emotion capture is in Days Gone. It is is wonderful. It is so good. The severity and the seriousness in that moment, oh, oh, it's it's excellent. John Wick and Neo are the same? No. No. John Wick just works because it's because of the you know the idea 
of an of somebody at that skill level coming back for vengeance. It's very different tone and execution. I don't think they're similar. I just don't. I can't get in that game. I just don't know what to do. You talking about The Last of Us, Orvin Twin? I really liked the first one. I really did. Uh, the first one was very good. It was one of the first games where I really got invested in the story. Oh, Days Gone. Days Gone is tough because... They do a lot of piecemeal storytelling, so it takes a bit. It's a slow burn. It started to turn for me when I got more cutscenes with his wife. Then it started to turn for me. Then I got a little bit more invested. They went back, they replay an entire sequence, and they fill in all these gaps. I feel like that's when things started to turn for me. Personally, what I would have done, instead of doing like a retell later... And filling in the gra- and filling in the gaps, I would have just had all that on the beginning, just to get you invested from moment one. Cause rewatching it, I was confused. I was like, I've seen so much of this already. Why am I watching it again? They were filling in the gaps. They wanted you to see just how crazy it was leading up to this moment on this rooftop, and like, just how frustrating that would be, right? It felt like instant side missions. Yeah, it's a slow burn. It's a very, very slow burn. They want to establish the breadth. This is what I. This is how I would, I would phrase it. They want to establish the breadth of the content loop because it is broad and good. And in order to do that, it makes your investment burn slow. You're like, you're not really into it yet. And if you get to the point that you are then the game really really hooks you because you're like, these characters are so well done, so well voice acted, the writing is excellent, oh my gosh, I'm invested in the main character, everything he's been through, it's the juxtaposition of what he looked like before all this happened, it's very well done, like, then it starts to turn. It's, it's always difficult when a game is, says, we have this huge world and this great story, but we have... Chase missions, nest missions, build missions, bounty missions. We got all this stuff for you to do, and we kind of have to walk you through that. I think that's really, really difficult because you feel like you're, you feel like, you know, the expression I use sometimes, like you're drinking from a fire hose. Like some games pour on so much information at the beginning, and the, t- the tutorial is so stout and so dense, you feel like you're drinking from a fire hose. Sometimes it feels like you're drinking from a fire hose in slow motion. You're like, when is this going to end? How many side missions do I have to do before things start to move? I get that you have all these missions and you want to expose me to them, but man, it feels like this weird... It's not like drinking from a fire hose in a normal instance where you're like, this is too much information at once. It's like, this is so much and it's so drawn out. That was some of the issue, I think, that probably turned people off in Days Gone. They were like, I, it's just so slow, I don't care. 
but boy when it when you when you turn that corner and you start to get some of the backstory and you start to get some of those cutscenes oh it's so it's so well done I want I wanted that to be a TV series I was like I would watch this every week as a TV series I'm invested I want to know what happens so I don't think your your instinct is off the mark I don't I think it actually makes sense with how they've structured the game and I don't know if they would have had much of another choice hey we got two coffee orders you guys are the best one bag of dark roast to Ray Dan and then three bags to silent warrior two light and a dark you're the man thank you very much I have to go back into it hearing your take. No, I never got to finish it. I never got to finish it. Once I get like everything done in Ghost of Tsushima, I might go back to it and play it. Because I really enjoyed it. I really did. And many people will say the same thing I'm saying. It's a slow burn. It's a slow burn. It's n- It doesn't hit you in the gut like The Last of Us. Like immediate emotion, immediate sadness and trauma and anger. And then you're like that's how you start the game like the last of us is like yeah come on in so at the beginning of this game we really want to boom and they just punch you in the stomach and you're like why'd you do that because we want you to care <laughs> that's how the last of us starts that's it that's the opener that's the opener we want you to care. My wife made zucchini bread and it's good. It's good. I think Days Gone will do well on the ballot box for tier two voting. Oh, yeah, when it's on there for, like, a Rewind Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, we need to... <sighs> we need to set up the next thing. We got this really cool fist game. I do want to put Mithrax's question up. He says, Just a suggestion... How about you expand Creature's involvement in the content by having him on the mic every now and then during the show? It would lead to an interesting back and forth. I, I don't, I don't think he would want that, and I don't even know if that's. That, I don't think it would work. It sounds so like, oh, it'd be so funny. It'd be so funny. <laughs> I don't, I don't think so. Um, I think you guys would be like, this doesn't make any sense, like. We, he and I get along real well and we have funny conversations and we you know we, we mess with each other on the phone but uh it would not I don't think it would I don't think it would work I don't think it would work yeah you really don't want that he says <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> uh, 
it would be I think it'd be it'd be funny maybe like once and then after that it'd be like why are why are we continuing to do this <laughs> you know um um Let's. I gotta pick this game. There we go. I love the artwork for this thumbnail too. For this fist game, that just looks so good. Gotta set it for subscribers. Any duration. We'll set it for one. People get hit with a 30. <clears throat> when you play Ghost and Goblins Resurrection. Those old I just don't think those old games ever translate into a good stream. They just don't. Somebody had me play a super, super old game. And I I had to download, like, the Blizzard collection to even play it. And I got, like, a headache. After, like, ten minutes, I had, like, a headache. It just, it, it, it actually hurt me. It hurt my eyes and my head to play it. It just, I did not like it. I did not like it. You know? What about bringing about co-hosting with different higher tiers? I really enjoyed that in the past. No. We're just not going back there. I I don't... There was something charming about it and something very, you know, community-driven by it. But I just... I, I, I don't like it now. I don't like the idea of having to go through, like, sharing the space, getting through mic checks, doing this, doing that. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't fit with where I've come and what I enjoy I, I don't know maybe someday I do a podcast on Saturday mornings and I'm 100% the heel <laughs> yeah I just call-ins and co-hosting yeah yeah it's just a lot it's just it's a lot like I don't know if you could pay me enough to, to, to invest in that kind of like show takeover element you know what I mean whether it's a call-in or whether it's a co-host. It's just so not... I just don't vibe with it anymore. Um, yo, Nighthawk just ordered three bags of light roast. My wife and I can't get enough of the coffee. We're here for you. I listen and lurk most days, and I appreciate what you offer. I think it's refreshing and informative. I can't wait to see what's in store. That is so kind. Thank you, Nighthawk, for ordering three bags. Um, there's a niche for that in this format. It rarely fits. Yeah, like, I don't... I don't know. I don't know how to phrase it. It's like we're all the co-hosts. I think that that works, Zubair. That's exactly right. I think that's the problem, is like, 
we're all hosting and co-hosting the show together as a group and suddenly shoving someone in the mix that can like hop on the mic it just doesn't I just don't think it goes with the flow I'm sure tier 5's wizard power could be able to convince him to do a (laughs) co-host Dark Rose is better says Spawn thank you Spawn all that worked in the beginning as a form of rallying our community to get back into a groove as a unit yeah, it felt more like a... It did. It felt more like a step in the evolution, not something that was stayed. Right? Chad is the co-host. Exactly. Exactly. I think we have an organic relationship and thing, and it works. I don't think you can get this level of chat interactivity and back and forth anywhere else on the internet. I don't. That's not me having an ego or being arrogant. I think a lot of that's driven by your guys. A lot of you guys are very intelligent. You're well-spoken. You're respectful. And it works. I don't think you get this almost anywhere else on the internet. It's a lot of the streamer talking at the chat and the chat trying to get a momentary reaction from the streamer. I think the conversational interweaving of the community's debate, dialogue and discourse into this stream I think it's unparalleled I think almost, I don't think you can get it anywhere else and I think co-hosting and VIP call-ins comes in and it's like a monkey wrench, right? A monkey wrench has a lot of purpose and it has a lot of things it can do, but when you throw it into the mix, it clogs things up it just clogs things up. It's like, yeah, that's not really the flow here. You know what I mean? I'm not saying the show would be like, hey, this is Lono and Creature. I mean, once or twice a show, hey, Creature, what do you think about? I just think we talked too much shop and we're trying to talk less shop. I like talking to you guys about how it's going and being like it's going well. We're seeing good results. Thank you guys so much. We want to see this happen. We want to see that happen. But I don't want to get deep down into the muck and the mire of being like, yeah, what do you think, creature? Like, I, you know what I'm saying? It was very brave to try that with the YouTube format. So props and great memories. You had to be there, right? Well, and here's what ended up happening with co-hosting and with VIP call-ins. It was like the same small circle of people. And I feel like familiarity in that environment breeds, um, familiarity breeds like a, it wasn't complacency, but it was a comfort level that I don't think added to the show. In its early days, it was funny, it was charming, but then it was like, oh, I've heard this guy call in every day this week. This, this guy goes, this guy talks too long. This guy says, um, a lot. Um, this guy doesn't, this guy's kind of scatterbrained right now. Do you see what I mean? I wasn't ever angry at anybody. I was never like, this is terrible. I'm going to hang up on this guy. But it just got so familiar and so comfortable. It was like, yeah, it's the same six or seven dudes calling in. It, it, it didn't serve the purpose of like a Q&A where like anybody can throw something up on the board and get Lona to interact with it. Imagine it was a 20k in chat though. I hope it happens, but that would need an entirely new setup. Even if it was 2k? No, I, I I managed two to three thousand viewers with. I'm not bragging, but I managed it with ease on purple. I I can say with objectivity. Somebody streaming to two to three thousand people, I was good at it. A lot of people are not good at it. They get to that level of they get to that level of viewership and they struggle to create an environment of interaction. No, I maintained it. We we would have. Seven or eight thousand people in a stream after after a reveal, just chopping it up. It was great. It was excellent. 
you lose an intimacy, but you still get the interactivity. I think you can have both. One goes down, but the other, but you don't have, I never felt like I had to sacrifice interactivity. Now, sure, you get to 10 and 20,000. Well, chat's a waterfall. It's just emotes. You know, two to 3,000 range. I feel like I managed it very well. I feel like I've, and that might be one of the reasons why the show has gotten to like a really good point is because I'm used to a much larger scale. You know, I'm, I'm used to, to it to a huge audience and I'm able to take that skill set and bring it down and apply it to four or five hundred people and I think it just plays I think people enjoy it so that's one of the reasons why today we've kind of metamorphosized like evolved back to what the show was originally born out of Lono gets in the chair and says I'm going to tell you what I think about this. And I talk for 10 minutes, give you my three-point outline, and then for the next hour to two hours, we debate it and discuss it. And we drifted from that. We drifted to Variety, which was good, but Variety turned into, here's three micro news segments with no Lono DNA, no Lono secret sauce, just Lono regurgitating news. I felt like I was having my soul taken from me. I was like, I don't like this. I'm a shell of what I once was. And then Friday happened, and yesterday happened, and I got on the call with Creature yesterday, I said, I think we're going about this all wrong. I think when we see a relevant game and a relevant topic, that's my opportunity to say, let me tell you what I think about the looter-shooter conundrum. Everybody's watching this trailer of Project Magnum? Sweet. Let me talk to you for a second. Let's chop up the challenges that have faced all these other failed looter-shooters. I've got another one. I, I told you earlier, I hinted at, like, the changes to Halo Infinite Radar are, are bigger than you think. We're going to talk about the role of radar in a PvP game. Should it even be there? Right? Is it a crutch? Does it damage the game? Does it help the game? Right? And you're going to have a lot of disagreement between people there. I'm sure we'll get into a ranked, unranked, skill-based matchmaking discussion as well, because we're going to get into a casuals versus hardcore. Who should you appeal to? Who should you make your game for? Those are the discussions that are excellent and fun, and that's what the that's what the show was born out of. You know? That's what the show was born out of. And I'm glad that we have discovered that and been like, Oh my gosh, this is why this content was so unsatisfying. This is why this content felt like it didn't have a soul. It just felt like I was going through the motions. And to a certain extent, we had to go through that. We did. We had to walk through that trench and that valley to figure out what made the show so good back then. Forget what I was talking about. We can't talk about that anymore. But what did we do structurally that was so good? And Creature just told me, he was like, I went back and watched the old content, read the comments, and realized you got to get back to your your three-pronged approach that you're giving your thoughts, not, oh, this trailer came out, and here's when the game comes out. That's not, that's, that's me just being a parrot. Yo, what's good, Jaja? I've not seen you in a while. Good to see you. You're selling opinion and intimacy. You need both for it to work. Right, because for a while there, we drifted from one single topic. Do you want to know why we drifted from one single topic? Because I would read off the news segment to you, and you'd be like, okay. You'd be like, I don't have anything to say in response to you announcing a beta. Like, what? (laughs) There's a beta coming. Here's when it happens, and here's how you can get involved. And I would end the recording and be like, 
all right guys you know what do you think about that and it would be it would be death it would be death the day I wanted to move away from single topic was the day we talked about how Halo Infinite's first season was going to be Heroes of Reach and nobody had anything of substance to say but if I would have changed that to Halo Infinite is trying to sell you nostalgia and I would have done a whole talk on the power of nostalgia and how it lies to us about how good games were back in the day and how newer games need to lean away from nostalgia and start to innovate more that would have been a great debate and a great discussion it's, it's, it's the simple difference between me being like, here's the information and saying, eh, let's talk about nostalgia. I'm getting a little tired of nostalgia, aren't you? Like, it's like every game's trying to, every movie, every remake, every TV show is trying to be like, remember this? Like, make something new. That would have been a lively discussion and a lively debate, especially with the crowd that hangs out here in the game that we've all played for, for many, many years. Came in the other day, explained, but you were busy. I moved and started a new job. Crazy busy, and Sicky's ramping up here, so I legit have no time to watch. Well, I appreciate your continued support, dude. Seriously, thank you. It's pronounced beta. <laughs> the 21st century equivalent of talk radio. I prefer this because sometimes I feel you run out of news because of the, you do two to three topics. Logistically speaking, Ashen, I said... This actually makes it easier on us. Because, like, I looked at what we covered yesterday, and I was like, Horizon Forbidden West price adjustment, Halo Infinite radar changes, and Ghost of Tsushima Rivals review. I'm like, that's three days, and we slammed it all into one. That's three days, and we slammed it all into one show. What the frick did we do that for? I was like, and we didn't even talk about the, the Rivals thing in Ghost, and we didn't talk about the Halo radar thing until the end of the show! I was like, we wasted those. Do you see? We thought, put a lot in the show. Ghostface, thank you so much for the membership. 20 new members today. Thank you guys so much for clicking join over here. Some of you guys are moving and doing a membership here, ending over there. Some of you guys are double dipping or just some of you are keeping your membership over on Presents. Thank you. No matter what you do, thank you for that with your memberships. And so I told, I told him, I said, I said, I think I want to go back to single topic. And I think I now know why I hated it. I hated it because I, I, I wasn't doing anything other than regurgitating news. And then the audience was like, thanks for the info, Lono. We don't have anything to say in response to that. So we'd sit there and be like, what are we going to talk about for two hours? And then what would we do? Well, we'd start talking about Marvel and Star Wars and other things. And then what happens? Someone clicks on the thumbnails like, oh, I want to hear about this thing in this beta. And I'm talking about something completely unrelated. That's terrible. Tiante coming in with a tier three. That's a big one. Thank you for doing a tier three membership. That's very kind. Can I become a member on the updates and the shorts channel? Yeah, Creature turned on memberships for the updates channel. I don't know if we have them yet on the shorts channel. I mean, we have them. The, it, it'll probably be all the repeat theater stuff. That's what that channel used to be. <laughs> so if you click join on that channel, you're going to see a bunch of stuff that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Feel free. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> doesn't matter to me, dude. Doesn't matter to me. Next emote, double scoop dip ice cream cone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I changed them to warm and fuzzies. Oh, you changed those? Okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm glad that Creature's doing that stuff on the back end. I'd have completely forgot. People are like, hey, I joined over here on Repeat Theater. Oh, wait, no, it's not that anymore. It's shorts. <laughs> oh, man. So, I don't know. I felt excellent Friday, yesterday, and today. I have felt like this is content I can be proud of. This is content that I enjoy making. This is me. This is me evolving into variety in my own way and not in like a, here's the gaming news today. Like, I don't want to do that. The update channel does have memberships. They're super cheap and a huge help for that channel. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we have four channels because it's all different. It, it, the content delivery is so, so different depending on where you go. The updates channel is just short little four-minute videos. The shorts channel is just shorts. SNTR Presents is now going to be, you know, little gameplay videos and, you know, off offshoot streams of Hilly and stuff. You know, Friday nights and other things. Thank you, Ill-Fated. I appreciate that. What happened to Repeat Theater? Did you not enjoy making it? I enjoyed it. I didn't have time for it. So I handed it off to Wolvie and 30 and they had enough time to do like one, maybe two shows a week. And I thought they did a great job, but a channel can't grow with one or two shows a week. It just wasn't enough. We needed a team of people to treat that channel like a full-time project. And there was no way to do that because there was no money in it. Does that make sense? Like the only way a channel like that thrives is with a literal freaking team of people. Tiante Simmons says, my boyfriend Insomniac turned me on to your channel. I love your streams with Hilly. He told me to tell you he's king of the triple dip. Oh, that's very kind. Thank you for the $10. I hope I'm pronouncing your first name correctly. Tiante? Like, I think I think I'm getting that right. <clears throat> Ooh. Oh, that felt so good. <laughs> Those are good neck pops. Okay. We got to get ready. And we tried something a little bit different with the thumbnail today as well, being like, if we're going single topic, we need a picture of me, picture of the game, and what what am I talking about? Like, what's the title? What are we, what are we going for? And I feel like it, uh, I feel like it turned out really, really well. Um, I do. I feel like it turned out really, really well. And it got, it got, they got really good results with you guys. You guys liked it. You guys seemed to like today and responded strongly to today. And we slowly got better and better results on YouTube as the day went on. Um, and we got a really, really good uh, conversion. So we got good stuff. We got good stuff on the back end. So eventually, if we keep putting up good numbers, YouTube will reward that. The other channel was continuing to put up bad, lesser numbers, and here we're putting up consistently good, solid numbers, right? I dig the new background as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, if you weren't here when we turned all this on, yeah, this was a task back here. It's now so normal to me, I forget about it, you know what I mean? Are you confused about my McDonald's nuggets bit? You said something about where were your chicken McNuggets the other day or something, and I was like, um... I, I didn't, you know, I, I wasn't really quite sure what you were, uh, what were you were talking about? Are you playing off of the, 
the McDonald's Coke thing that I said about Doc and Tim. Um, that short might take off. That little short might take off about Doc and Tim. Yeah, it's it's it, it's it's do it did okay. It'll get it'll it'll probably get another round of of uh, of boost. Love the bald Lono emo. Yeah, creature did that today. Would you ever convince him to do those react style vids to ten minute for the presents channel? React style for what? React to what? Like react to a trailer? <laughs> I have colorful language for that kind of kind. Uh, <laughs> creature can tell you I, uh, I I do swear in real life and I don't I don't have a whole lot of love for that kind of content I don't <laughs> I don't dude I can't do it I can't do it I know some of the bigger guys do it because it's great it's great for metrics right they they literally like the trailer was so dope man I, this was happening and all this character oh shoot me <laughs> I don't want to do that dude I do not want to do that. You roll your eyes better than my wife. <laughs> your thumbnails are on par and better than Doc's. Tim's thumbnails need work for sure. Well, thumbnail design is funny because some of the ugliest thumbnails are the most effective. It's unfortunate. It's like, creatures very, like, driven by form. Like, when you think about, like, form over function, making something look really, really nice doesn't make it functional. <laughs> well, wait, if we use this color and this color, it's complementary and it matches, and this brings a balance. Of the... No. The people are going to scroll right past it. It's got to pop. It's got to punch somebody in their eyeballs. You know what I mean? Yeah, they make their thumbs that way on purpose. That's exactly right. Like, if a thumbnail is ugly and you remember it, it did its job. You know what a thumbnail is supposed to do? It's supposed to punch you in the eyeball. What the heck is that? Oh, click, and you click on it. If a thumbnail is like, I'm pretty and tasteful and well-designed, and we applied some bounce, scroll, scroll, you know what I mean? They just keep on scrolling. Needs to be an emote. <laughs> Where's my where's my favorite one? Where's the one where I'm looking over my glasses? King Salty always puts that one in the chat. I love that one. That one's that one's gold. There's that one and then there's another one you guys snagged recently that's really really good. <laughs> you got to keep with this formula, give it a month. I feel good. I feel very very good. We basically transplanted an organ and it's and it's the organ's functioning. Like it was Oh, that was scary. <laughs> that was scary. Like today made me feel so good. I was like, holy moly, the turnout's so nice. You know, for a channel this size, I was like, dang, I was like, what a turnout. I honestly thought we were going to be really restarting. You know, I was like the organ, we transplanted it. It was scary. It still is scary. Yeah, I think, I think creatures every day it's like when you're pregnant you got morning sickness i think that like he has that now you know as an adult man (laughs) oh oh, uh. yeah 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 (laughs) 
I give him that every day. <laughs> I'm the first quad dipper. Reaper's a quad dipper. Oh my land. Cannot imagine how much YouTube's offering them. Life altering generational wealth creating. Yeah. That's how much. That's how much they're uh they're creating. Uh mm, 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 mm. 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 Sorry, I was catching up on something here. Eight digits, that's for sure. Yeah, I've applied this logic to it. I've applied this very simple, simple logic to it. If they could have kept them, they would have. If they could have afforded to keep them, they would have and those gentlemen had a lot of reason to stay because they already are making money on YouTube they already are that's the key to diversification you understand that right like making tons of money over here making tons of money over here and then you plant your flag on one platform like that you're only going to do that if they offer you enough zeros to make your head spin and if purple could have afforded to keep them they would have it's that simple. Very, very simple logic. You know? Looking at the numbers, Courage and Lupo don't pull near the numbers of Doc and Tim. So for Tim, I can understand the reason for the contract with Lupo. I don't see the reason for it. Because you don't understand what they're doing. I don't mean that in a dismissive or mean way. Let me explain to you what they're doing. It wouldn't have worked... And it wouldn't have been a significant blow if you could still watch the boys play together on purple. Wouldn't have worked. You needed all of them. Because now, if those guys play together, there's only one venue to watch the show. It's brilliant. That's how you know YouTube's taking this serious. They didn't just buy Tim because Tim's big. No. Courage explained it to them and said, listen, Uncle Jack sat him down and was like, if you get these guys over here and we start streaming together, that is tectonic. That is movement of an audience. If you don't move an audience, it won't work. Do you want to know how I know that? Because Ninja went to Mixer and it meant nothing. Why? There were still plenty of great Fortnite streamers, and a lot of his audience loved watching him play Fortnite and had no desire to leave, so they just started watching the next Fortnite streamer. Or, well, they could still watch him vicariously if he played with somebody from Purple, right? He would play with Lupo, or he would play with the boys, and you'd be able to vicariously consume, you know, Hyper Ninja. But if you would have taken, like, the top five from that directory and moved it over to Mixer, 
that would have been tectonic. Like, the audience would have gone, it would have gone with them. You sniped one guy, and it didn't work. It's like in a squad game, right? Yeah, I got one down. Bink! That doesn't mean anything. You only got one of them. There's another, there's three other guys there that are just going to get him back up again. Like, you gotta get them all. And when they looked at this scenario, they said, we got Doc and we got Courage. We snagged those two guys. With the rise of Call of Duty, with the rise in popularity of Call of Duty. Nick Merckx is next. That, that one's going to hurt. Right? That one's going to hurt. And dudes in NFL commercials, like... <laughs> yeah, that one's going to hurt. So, I've said this a couple times recently. We got we to move on to gameplay, but I've said this a couple times recently. There's not a single purple streamer that will come to YouTube without a contract if they have anywhere from 700 to 1,000 paying subs. They won't do it. It's the, the money's too easy and they can continue to take content and throw it on YouTube and make small amounts of money like I did that right I would just throw content over on YouTube oh wow no, an extra an extra 800 bucks an extra grand yay cool thanks YouTube like they'll just continue doing that the money's too easy if you leave purple and you have seven to a thousand paying 700 to a thousand paying subs or higher and you leave purple on your own you're you're just freaking stupid like you're dumb I said that yesterday. I was like, hey, you are. You are dumb. <laughs> like, if you do that. A lot of small, scrappy streamers, if you've only got a couple hundred subs, you're an affiliate or whatever, I, I could see those people coming over to try to take a track, to try to t- try to take a crack. The biggest challenge for those people, too, is going to be you can't monetize and get members on YouTube until you hit a certain viewer threshold and sub threshold. So if they're over there as an affiliate with a couple hundred members, that feels really nice than coming over here and starting with nothing. If they could come over here and immediately have members and say, hey, all you guys that are paying subs over here, there's 200 of you. If they could get about 100 of them to come over here and become a paying member, that'd be an instant bump for them. Well, not an instant bump, but it'd be pretty alluring. Why? YouTube is a 70-30 split. And that that company for affiliates is 50-50. So this is something that YouTube really needs to think about. They really need to think about that. Making it easier to turn on memberships for one simple reason. Get those affiliates. Get them. There's tons of them. They're only making a 50-50 split on on subs. You offer a 70-30 out of the gate. You offer a 70-30 split out of the gate. You're more appealing right away. They have to think through that. It takes way too long to get members activated over here 4,000 watch hours and a thousand subs that's not easy what that means is they got to get a thousand people to come over and sub a lot of the affiliates could probably do that but then they need 4,000 watch hours which means they have to come over here and stream which terminates their affiliate contract immediately which means they immediately lose money and now they're over here hoping to get the 4,000 watch hours to turn members on to get those people paying money again that's not the criteria anymore either. Oh, is it is it easier or harder? Because when we were doing it last year, it was a thousand subs and four thousand watch hours. We just recently were trying to do that on a channel, weren't we? The um, 
Where were we trying to do that reason? I guess it wasn't that reason. It feels reason. That's exactly right, Smashville. That's exactly right. They added no community guideline warnings either. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't work at YouTube, but if I was in their ear, if I was in their ear, that's what I'd be telling them. You need to figure out. You need to figure out how to get all those affiliates over here because there's so freaking many of them. That would be a, a blow because those guys just generate, they just, they boot up and just generate easy free money. Now, somebody, I think it might have been Devin Nash, he has speculated that the medium and small streamers and affiliates don't, they don't actually help that platform. They cost that platform money, more money than they make. So maybe YouTube doesn't want that pain on the ingest servers if they're not going to come over and generate that much revenue. I don't know. Maybe they can have an application process for people who have a purple channel and so many paying members to make that process easy. Hey, if you're a partnered streamer over there with 500 paying members or above, send us a screenshot, go through our application process, come over here and we'll turn on membership and and monetization for you immediately if you feel like switching platforms. You have to make switching platforms seamless for somebody in that hemisphere or they're never going to do it. And I don't know if YouTube wants them. I don't. YouTube might be like, no, we're not really interested in medium and small. But the way Fwiz was talking on Twitter about top-heavy platforms and everything being dictated by viewership, he understands that's not good for a live streaming environment, which means medium streamers could be a gold mine because that's where the innovation, the talent, and the differences in style comes from, and then you have way more people to feed the algorithm, and way more people to suggest to the user base, and that's how you grow a viewing audience of live streams. You have to have more than a couple of big streamers. You have to have a a, like a, a Rolodex of variety in style, substance, just what people look like. There are people that are like looking for, they want to watch a woman, they want to watch a guy, they want to watch a person of color. Like they're going to want to watch different types of streamers. Just in appearance alone, there are preferences. And if you could snag all those mid lane streamers and say, listen, you got 500 subs right now, right? You're getting 50% of that. We only take 30%. You take home 70. You don't even need all of them to come over and you'd automatically be making the same. You'd need a percentage of them to come over and you'd be making the same amount of money on a platform that's heavily invested in discoverability, growth opportunities, and you not sitting in the bottom of the directory because you're not some volume-driven giant Justin TV streamer. That is how you do it. So, man, I would love to hop on a call with these guys that, that, that are that are looking at that are looking at YouTube and they're looking at growing it and they're looking at how do you move audience? How do you move the viewers? That's how you do it. You've landed your opening salvo. You you, you landed a pretty good shot with Tim and Lupo. And if you get Nikki Merckx, that's a that's another big shot. But you want to you want to really really land some buckshot on the side of the building that's how you do it you you've got to get all those people in the middle cuz what's going to happen is the top's coming off you start pulling from the middle that's going to hurt that's going to hurt i'll be real tim doc lupo enough for me to get care about youtube you got to grab the minecraft kids 
if you don't create a transition opportunity, then no one's going to take the leap. If you create those transition opportunities and say, hey, hey, we give you a 70-30 split instead of 50-50, come over here. Discoverability is great. Look, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you would get a lot of purple folks to say, I'm sick of this. I've been beating my head against the wall. It's all driven by volume. The same 50 streamers get all the love. I'm getting the frick out of here. I hear you talk about this, and I remember the convo you had about DMCA and how Amazon could monetize music with a subscription service and still hasn't. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Amazon invested in any of that, and I think a lot of the talks with the music industry broke down because I think Amazon's cutting Purple loose eventually. They're cutting them loose. YouTube's also happy with the uploads they get from Purple. Multiple channels from each over here. They get the best of both worlds. That's right. That's right. And rumor has it, Orphan, rumor has it that YouTube is looking to streamline and simplify having multiple channels. Why? Because they understand it's a nece- it's a necessity. You can't put everything on one channel. If you're if you're live streaming and doing uploads, you just you can't. They can't live in one ecosystem. It doesn't work. So you have to have at least two channels. A lot of guys now by default are going to have three. Live stream, uploads, shorts. They're going to have three. Automatically. Any decent sized streamer with an editor is going to have th- is going to have three channels. Easy. Easy dunker. Dope. Live uploads, shorts every time. Pull that together with a nice bow and create an acquisition process for partnered streamers with good sub counts, good paying sub counts to come over, and you will drainage. You will drain. You will drain that platform of its viewers. And I'm here for it. (laughs) I would love, I would love to help strategize and, and consult with YouTube about how to do that because that would be just the tastiest justice, <laughs> the tastiest vengeance. <laughs> it, would, it would taste like a ribeye on a Saturday afternoon, dude. <laughs> Let me help. Let me help. I was on calls with them, by the way. I can tell you, I can tell you how dumb they are. <laughs> I can, I can tell you how dumb they are. I can, I can tell you how badly they've handled some of their ideas, because <laughs> I saw them before they were implemented. I can give you the inside scoop. <clears throat> Yo, it's good, Jake the Ace. Showing any Vanguard multiplayer today? No, we are actually getting ready to switch. We get, we got stuck on this. We got stuck on this. We are getting ready to switch to uh, a brand new game called Fist, and uh, it's like a Metroidvania. It just hit PlayStation today. I'll be playing it on the PlayStation Five. Uh, it's like a Metroidvania where you're like a rabbit with a big robotic arm. So I'm gonna put a link in chat, and you'll be able to use that link to come with us. We will also do live redirect. Um, we will also do live redirect. Let me make sure this is the featured video on the channel as well. So, Because some of you guys watch on like a TV, and if you go back to the main SNTR gaming channel, it will then be 
the uh, the featured video, right? Let me give you the uh, the hyperlink, and then again, if you just stay in chat, it should redirect you. All right, it should redirect you um, and take you over. So, uh, let me get it. Let me get it full screen for you. Holy moly, my my mouse is all over the place. Oh, my camera's off. There we go. This is what we're playing. This is what the opening screen looks like. Press any button. I got it loaded. I got it ready to go. I'll see you guys over there. If you stay here, it's on this channel. You don't have to go anywhere. Click the link in chat or live the redirect. All right? I'll see you over there.